What's up, movie fans and Netflix bingers? This is the Bros Who Binge podcast. My name is Adam Schubert, and as always, I'm joined by Lyndon Burton. Lyndon, how are you doing this week? Doing good, man. Big week. Me and you have not talked about either show. We barely talked about our list for this week, like, like two seconds before we started recording this. It is the shorter bit of our list. So we, this is like, we're going in pretty dry to this, and, and I mean, you might know my thoughts on Snyder Cut based upon tweets, but... This is a big week, man. Zack Snyder's Justice League breaking records. We got Falcon and Winter Soldier starting. And, like, DC just dropped a shit ton of news. Yeah, so big, a lot of news. So much news that we had to push some of it the next week. Mm -hmm. uh, Mainly because DC just kept spitting out new information. It was pretty wild. So we're definitely going to talk about that. Um, You know, we're going to talk about Falcon Winter Soldier and the... The, the marathon of a Snyder, the Snyder Cut. Are you part of the people and, making jokes about the four-hour runtime? Is that is that what we're going to get this whole time? <laughs> um, d- what, the thing about it is, is like, yes, it was four hours. So, no, I did not watch it all in one sitting. Um, but I will say that because they split it into parts, that made it a little bit more, that made it better in a sense. Mm-hmm. And also that when I was watching it and people people could be like, oh, they could have should have made a series, blah, blah, blah. Like the thing is, is that the way that it was made, it is only cohesive if it's a four hour movie. So like, I can't like blame what was done. And like, the thing is, I watched it all the way through and I loved, I loved watching so, it all the way through, but we'll talk more about that. Well, I mean, that was, that was the thing. Like, you know, I watched like the first hour and then like when I went to go back to it, I couldn't stop watching the, I had to watch the next three hours because there's just no other way. It was just there was no good stopping point because like if I wasn't gonna stop like at the climax, like well, no, it make yeah. any sense. No way. So. But there's a lot to discuss with that. But whenever you're, oh wait, 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 wait. Friday, 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 Friday is going down 8:30 p.m. Ian, the Ian, our editor, he's pretty salty that that uh, we're calling him a villain. But, like, I didn't call him a villain. Like, the interview's going to be out tomorrow. Y'all will be able to hear that. But, like, I just was like, yo, are you are you the porn star, porn stash, or are you the bandit? Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that, that mustache is polarizing. That's what I'm saying. But he's taking on the host of the What Do You Say anime podcast, Peter McGinn, in Pitch It Combat, 8.30 p.m. Central Time, uh, live live on twitch.tv slash bros who think and actually i'm putting out the uh, the first match tomorrow so it'll be the first match will be out tomorrow on uh the vod finally so yeah, yeah so make sure you, ch- you check out those matches um you know linden and we don't really talk about this a lot anymore but like you know because i still keep up with the with the schmodown or whatever mm-hmm. you know that they're doing a minor league no i there there's i'm so far be gone from the slowdown. Like I, I tried to get in with the drafts, but I just I fell off. I fell off. No, the, th- the thing is, is like they got this minor league now, and I'm thinking that we might want to try and do it. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah, we can we can definitely join the minors and get to the big. Yeah, league. it's called it's called the first class league, and it's only on Twitch. Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'll, 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 we should look into that. But yeah. whenever whenever you're ready, brother, I'm ready to get started again. Pitching match Friday. Y'all be sure to check that out. But we got a lot to talk about in the world of movies and TV. Yeah, we got a lot to talk about, so let's get into it. Let's get started. All right, we'll go through this marathon of DC news. First one, I think probably the biggest one, Pierce Brosnan. He will be taking his first superhero role of his career 
He's been cast as Dr. Fate in Black Adam. Uh, for those who don't know, Dr. Fate, also known as Kent Nelson, is a founding member of the Justice Society who gains superpowers through putting on the magical helmet of fate. Uh, the casting of Brosnan complete, completes the lineup for the Justice Society of America. Uh, Aldous Hodge playing Hawkman, Noah Centino, Adam S- Smasher, and Quintessa Swindell as Cyclone. Love it. And of course, Dwayne Johnson as Black Adam. Love, love, love it. Pierce Brosnan has been in the DC Talks. This tells me that there was smoke to that fire of Pierce Brosnan being Alfred. It just didn't work out with Matt Reeves. So he's joining this as Dr. Fate. I love it. Pierce Brosnan adds like a certain level of gravitas to this like role. Not saying like Pierce Brosnan is like one of the best actors ever, but it's like Pierce Brosnan, he was James Bond. You, you, you have that, that, that sort of, sort of that, sort of that coof to it. And Dr. Fate, I'm excited. Look, strongest, strongest sorcerer. I'd see in both strongest like hero sorcerer in both universes because he'd whoop up on Strange and Wanda the, better than the Zatanna. The thing that worries me about this casting is that Dr. Fate's going to play such a big role in the future of the of DC. So like, is he going to be someone who wants to return to the role? Because I mean, Dr. Fate would play a role, I would assume, in the Zatanna movie. Well, what is Pierce Brosnan doing right now? This is it. Not much. Exactly. But I mean, I'm just saying, like, does, does he does he know what he's signing up for here? Like, does he know that he's going to want need to play Dr. Fate in this? He's probably going to have to be in the Zatanna movie. He's, you know. Could also be that the, the helmet might get passed. That's true. That's also true. The helmet could get passed because Naboo is just whoever wears the helmet. Ken Nelson is just the just the body of the person. So it's going to be. That's a good point. So like, yeah, if he's necessarily being Kent Nelson, then that's a totally different story. Yeah, exactly. So that's why I think it's, it's not bad, but like, we'll see how long he's in for, but I, I love this news. Great start to uh, DC post Snyder. Cause we're going to have to talk about that. Like, yeah, that's not a conversation we can have it. here we'll have it later in the show, but I, I love seeing the other side of what they're doing. Yeah, definitely. I think this was some big casting news just in mm-hmm. general, just, you know, Came like you said, nowhere. they had the gravitas. Yeah, it really did come out of nowhere today. I already had the notes out, and then like that that news came out, and I'm like, well, this is lead. Like, yeah, definitely. And the other one, the the second one you had to me is a bigger name than Pierce Brosnan, but like, it's just but crazy. the but the character role is a little suspect. Yeah. So true. yeah. So next is Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren has joined DC Shazam: Fury of the Gods. It's crazy that crazy. Helen Mirren getting into the DC world. She's going to play Hespera, the villainous daughter of the god Atlas. Aaron's role is somewhat mysterious as Hespera does not have a clear equivalent from the DC comics, but she undoubtedly has some feelings about Shazam's powers, which include the stamina of her father, Atlas, as well as the strength of Hercules, power of Zeus, wisdom of Solomon, courage of Achilles, and speed of Mercury. Mm, interesting. Wonder if we're so going to get like a, are we going to get a Gal Gadot cameo in this? Like, I would assume, like, I would assume that Gal had, you know, and Wonder Woman would be in this a little bit more. Like, I feel like one thing that, the Snyder Cut Justice League gave us was just this idea that like the gods really were a big part of like Earth and mm-hmm. you know Earth's mightiest heroes that sort of thing. So you know, the, Wonder Woman is a cameo that I would I would expect to see Wonder Woman more so now than Superman. Yeah, I think I think the Superman thing is dead dead in the water right now. And honestly, it would make sense because it's dead in the water that you go this route. Yeah. So yeah. and but again, Helen Mirren, one of the greatest actresses of all time. Sign me up. Just giving a little, giving a little tease to my greatest actress list that, that we're going to be doing soon. Oh, there you go. I love me oh. some Helen Mirren. She, yeah, like, she's, she's great. She's great. So like when I saw that name pop up in the news, I'm like, Helen Mirren and Shazam? Like what? Yeah, all the movies to put yeah. her in too. Crazy. 
Um, the next bit is for the Flash movie. Ron Livingston. This movie just gets weirder and weirder. Yeah. Ron, Ron Livingston is going to play uh, Henry Allen in replacement of, uh, what was his name? Billy Crudup. Yeah, Ron Livingston's a pretty good actor. <laughs> yeah, he is. And he, and he kind of looks like Billy Crudup, I guess. A younger like, Billy Crudup. Yeah, as close as you can get, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ian Lowe is going to play young Barry Allen. Um, Rudy Mancuso, the uh, the internet personality, he's going to be fuck? he's going to be in this movie. I don't know Rudy what for. Mancuso, that, that that's so wild to me. Uh, is he going to actually have a real role? Or are they going to make him play Rudy Mancuso, the guy who does flash hits? That's something I'm very interested to see. Like, is he actually a role, or is he like playing himself as Vine? Because him and King Batch are always dressing up as Flash and Superman. So, like... That, that's a good point. That, I, you know, I think I, I, that's... I've been following Rudy McCuso since, like... Vine. Well, yeah, like, it's been years. Like, good for him, though. Yeah, it's a big role for him. And then the one that I'm the most excited for in this is Dairy Girl star uh, Saoirse Monica Jackson is going to be casting this. I don't know what for yet, but I, I'm a fan of her work in Dairy Girls. Um, and she, you know... Does this put Rudy Mancuso above King Batch as an actor? Like the Vine guys who've gotten far? Like no, King no, Batch no. has been King, in more shit. King Batch has led movies. King Batch has been in more shit, but Rudy Mancuso's in the Flash, bro. This is uh, the biggest movie I've seen a Vine person in. Like the only thing that can come close is like Addison Ray's, like uh, she's all that or he's yeah. all that. And granted, King Batch yeah, has big. led movies, but like his movies have been like Netflix movies. But my, the one where he's like. Goes to college with Ned's declassified dude. Like, that's a good movie. Like, that's like, like, King Bash does those type of movies. Again, but it depends on what Rudy Mancuso's doing. If he's a, if he has a real role, I'm putting this over. I feel like he appears. That's that's like, what I'm thinking, too. I don't, I don't, yeah, I feel like it's not a real role. Um, but yeah, and then the last bit is even though we hey, talked about, I think this you know, is more important than the last little flash stuff. This is crazy for sure. Yeah, uh, this is not a casting, but we talked about Zatanna last week and that they had a writer in mind, but now we know officially that Emerald Fennel, the Oscar nominated director of Promising a Woman, is going to be writing Zatanna and it's going to be a movie. Let's go, so, man. Let's go. Fire. That is Emerald tough. Fennel, most recently directed Promising Young Woman. Big names coming to the DC universe, man. Big young names. Because I know I know Marvel is looking at people like an Emerald Fennel because they have a Captain Marvel 2 coming up that they, they need help with. Or, oh, no, they do have somebody for that right now. I'm tripping. Yeah, My yeah. Bad. They do. The, the, another thing that's interesting about that story is that this movie, the Zatanna movie, is going to be released under J.J. Abrams' producing deal. Going so back to our of- prediction of this is leading into his Justice League Dark, whatever it's going to be. Exactly. So, this is part of part of all of that thing. So, we, we sh- I assume we're going to see Zatanna first in Justice League Dark, mm-hmm. whichever comes first. Yeah, I think I, I think her movie's going to come first, and it's going to be like an opening to Magic. Or honestly, it might be Doctor Fate getting, giving us a little opening to Magic, but then a modern day opening to Magic being Zatanna. I mean, and, and Shazam. I mean, yeah. Shazam's kind of already opened that door. True. To magic. True, true, true. So, but like this will be like legit like magic with with Zatanna and uh Dr. Fate but I understand what you're saying so it's yeah. big all around so good for good for DC we can't really dive too deep into this right now without spoiling Snyder we'll cut, talk so about it more later yeah come back come come stick around later for the Snyder cut review but let's get to the next story Berserk which was a big comic that was trending like on Twitter produced by Boom 
and it's 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 uh, created by co-creator, co-author uh, Keanu Reeves, and basically he's going to star and produce both a live-action version of the film and an anime series, and he's going to voice and in the anime series as well. Basically, it's going to be an expansion, a 12-episode limited series with uh, originated from uh, Reeves's original idea that he's been num- uh, developing for numerous of years, Berserk. Is described as this brutally epic saga about immortal warriors, 80,000 year fight through the ages. The man known only as B is half mortal, half God, cursed to compelled to violence and even sacrifice his sanity. But after wandering the earth for centuries, B may have finally found refuge working for the U.S. government to fight battles too violent, too dangerous for anyone else. In exchange, B will be granted the one thing he desires, the truth about his endless blood-soaked existence and how to end it. Schubert! As much as I am excited for this, I have to be honest, it sounds a little bit like Old Guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. But I think, like... I mean, it's its own thing with, like, the half-god yeah. part, but, like, sounds a lot like Old Guard. Well, you know, we don't know who got whose idea first. You know, this was mm-hmm. a comic... So, you know, I, and he said he's been think, developing this for a long time. So, you know, I'm not, yeah, gonna- I mean, I think this is, I think this is definitely going to feel way different, but it is kind of a similar idea. Um, you know, why my one thing with this is, you know, is Keanu best fit for this? Like, that's a good question. He's way older. Yeah. He's like, way older, but he's still yeah, doing I, John Wick. So, you know, I mean, the character was pretty much made in his likeness, so I guess like he, he has to play this role. And he created I, it, so you know he wants to play it. For sure, for sure. So, um, you know, would this be like maybe his best work ever, being that he's been so attached to it? So, mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe like the Keanu Sans has all been leading to this. Like maybe this is going to be like his big breakout, like whenever we think of Keanu Reeves of when we're old is like, oh, man. Remember that? You know, berserker? he was great in speed, but like berserk, like yeah, berserker, fire, crazy. Berserker, like, That'd be if that surpasses the Matrix, I'll be shocked. But you know, maybe because you're right, there's something he's been developing. He's now gotten enough juice from the Keanu songs to get this made, and it's like not only is he doing a live action film, he's doing an anime series. So you know, this could be big. Yeah, you know, I mean, he's someone I put on my list for the best actors. You know, I think that you know he was. I I had him all. Yeah, he he could, you know, he could really do this pretty big. This could be like it's for Netflix. Mm-hmm. You know, Netflix we talk about you know whatever. Yeah, Netflix always scares me, but like when we see like The Witcher, you know, that it was able to to be successful. Um, we gotta stop, and and I, I said this on anime. Too. I know. We gotta stop just saying Netflix got The Witcher. Like I, I, I've said that on so <laughs> many fucking shows. Look, bro. Well, I'm going to call this made a spade. Hopefully this is good because Netflix has had some stinkers from Bright to Project Power to Old Guard and to Extraction. I don't know which one of you motherfuckers out there is loving Extraction because I've been listening to people being like, oh, yeah, I like that Extraction movie. Huh? Or like people eh? people being like, oh, yeah, well, you know, they did Extraction. I'm like, so? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's my thing with Netflix. Man. And when they talk about the Russos, I'm like, oh. Like, that's what? the thing you're gonna give them i'm giving them 21 bridges i'm not giving them extraction but yeah. if this would have been hbo amazon i'd have been like sign, sign me up let's go Netflix, and i feel like, like this would be something that amazon would have really bought into you know yeah. like, and, and the fact that they didn't kind of scares me yeah this seems like something apple would have paid money for too <laughs> 
Seems like something all of them would have would have did money for. But you know, Netflix maybe may have given him more creative control. And, and we'll talk about how Netflix may be giving dishing out more money later on because we've seen that they made some mega deals. And the story later on, I was surprised that that they signed with Netflix, and we'll talk about that when we get to it. But but that's all I got on Berserker, yeah. the Keanu right. story. Let's talk about the trailers. Uh, we got four today. Do you want to start with the one we want to shit on, or yeah, let's start with Big Shot. <laughs> All right, Big Shot, John, John Stamos, he's back, baby. Bro, he's well, back. I told you, I told you, we need someone who is serious and loves sports movies to give us a good sports movie because this new modern day age of Disney Plus religious sports movies is driving me well this insane. isn't religious this is no this but just like, just religious slash kid disney plus like right. like, yeah, have, like it's just mighty ducks this well i understand mighty ducks like and the fact that you're gonna put this out and put mighty ducks out almost at the same time is like why like it, john stamos so pretty much look like a basketball coach his man yeah, so pretty much all, john stamos is a he used to be the Bobby Knight of this world, throwing chairs and shit. And then he gets, you know, demoted to be a, a, a woman's or a girls basketball coach at an all-girl high school, like some prestigious girl all-girl high school where, the, you know, they're supposed to be like the future leaders of America. So, you know, it talks... Is the Bobby Knight trope not over? Like, we're so yeah. many years past Bobby Knight. Like you could you could spoof Coach K, you could, but see that's that's how I know good sports movies aren't being made because if you want to spoof a coach, I know Blue Chips did it, but you got it's the paying player era. It's even more so mm. with the AU stuff. Like there's ways you can go about doing a sports movie that where I feel like you, you know the other thing you could do is like spoof a guy like Nate Oates, who Nate Oates was a high school math teacher who became a basketball coach. Like you could you could tap into like things. that exactly. But, it's just I like, mean it's mm. just. The Bobby know. Knight stick is a lot, and like this is happening. This is Hoosiers essentially, except he, instead of going to a high school, he goes to a women's all girls school. Like th- this is basically Hoosiers. Yeah, I, you know, I'm not into this. Like, I th- I think this is going to be totally ridiculous. I'm not even going to watch it. I just think like seeing the trailer is just a laugh. It's yeah, you know, it the, definitely will give you a good chuckle. I'm sorry to the young actresses that are in it, but like they have some pretty cheesy stuff in there for them too. Like the whole. There's a whole thing in the trailer where it's like, oh, this would be a good boomerang. Boomerangs aren't cool anymore. <laughs> like, facts, facts. Like, also, the I'm doing this for my dad. <laughs> yeah. The, the I'm doing this for my dad trope because he wants me to play for like Stanford or UCLA. Like, and what's wrong with going? Those are good schools. What's wrong with that, girl? Like, I, I, I need the explanation. Like, you're not. Well, bored. I mean, and, and, and that's like another thing here is like the girls that they're dealing with here, are like these girls that are supposed to be going to like these high education schools because they're at this prestigious old girl school. Like who is going to relate to that? Exactly. So it's just like, mm, this might be a miss, but we do have yeah. some good trailers on here though. Let's uh, let's talk about Stowaway. Stowaway, Anna Kendrick, Tony Collette. Um, I can't remember his name, but the guy. Daniel who, Kim. Daniel Kim. Yeah, I think it's, it's Daniel Kim something. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah, but he was in Lost in uh, Hawaii Five-0. And um, so they are the three astronauts. Daniel and Day this, Kim. Daniel Day Kim. And then there's this other guy who is a stowaway on their their uh, voyage into space because he like knocked himself out while he was working on the space shuttle before it took off. Unrealistic, for one. Big facts. He would have died at like instantly yeah so yep 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 also um, it's just like eh, there's not enough oxygen so what are y'all gonna do how, how are you gonna get out of that and that's not a big enough hook for me 
I thought this was the third weakest trailer of the of the of the four. Definitely. And it's just another one of like Netflix has been pushing like these movies that they're going to have all, all year long. And this is just another space movie that's just like, oh, at least no HBO air. Max has given us some hits like Netflix. I'm ready. Y'all just need, they just need to drop the Leo movie. They clowning like they got they're just They're holding on to their cards. And it's like, y'all better hurry up because we can't knock it too much because they did have Malcolm and Marie. They did. Malcolm and Marie was good. So we can't we can't knock it too much. Didn't uh. But again, the that, Vanessa that's Kirby the type movie of, come out on Netflix. Yeah, it did. But th- those are the movies they do well. These are the movies they don't do well. True, true. So that's my thing. That's what I'm saying. Let's get the Leo movie. But you know, Stowaway. Uh, if you're an Anna Kendrick fan, check it out. And Tony Collette, check it out. So, yeah. but we, there's some other good ones though. Next, we'll talk about let's let's talk about your girl Christina Milati. I like this one. She she doing her it's thing. Called- called Made for Love, Christina Milati, and uh, what's his name? Billy... Billy Manganusen. Manganusen, the, the goofball from Aladdin. The, you know, they are in this movie, I believe, and he they are a couple, and he's like a scientist, and he finds a way to like meld their minds together. And then the whole... And then the movie is Christina Milati being like, I don't like this freaking weirdo. <laughs> I want to get out of this. Yeah, and basically it's like this thing of, We've we've enriched technology to a point. Why can't we enrich love? And Christmas Cena is like, bro, I don't want to be with you. Crazy. So hopefully this works for her. This is an HBO Max series. I'm gonna watch at least the first couple of episodes. Give it a shot. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we gotta give Christina Milati some love. Ray Romano is also in it. He looks like he's like a guy. Making some good choices. He's like dating a, a sex doll or something. <laughs> um, this reminds me of the Owen Wilson Simon Hayek movie. I know they're different premises, but it's, it falls under that same genre. Which is out, by the way. We need to watch it is. that. We need, yeah, we do need to watch that. Facts. But I'm um, excited for Made for Love. It definitely sparked my interest. I'd say this was the second best trailer. The first, actually, is We Broke Up. Yeah, We Broke Up, a rom-com starring uh, William Jackson Harper, who a lot of people are saying should play a lantern. John Stewart. Him? Yeah, people have been saying that. You should look it up. That's been a conversation. Oh and um, and then yeah. someone we do know who's donned a cape, Aya Cash, aka Stormfront. <laughs> Hard to see Stormfront in this movie, bro. This every time I see her, I'm just like, "Are you sure you want to be with this black guy? Like, mm, are you not? Are you not Stormfront?" But <laughs> no, nah, I'm just I'm just joking. I love Aya Cash, and this 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 trailer actually surprised me. It was a pretty good looking rom com, something I probably mm. watched with my girlfriend that actually yeah. This is, it's going to come out on on demand and in theaters on April 23rd called We Broke Up. It's um, about, you know, Aya Cash and William Jackson Harper are a couple who have been together for 10 years. That's uh, when Lori rela- when Lori reacts poorly to Doug's surprise proposal just before her little sister's wedding, he breaks up with her. Not wanting to steal the spotlight from her sister, Doug and Lori pretend that they're still in a relationship. But raw emotions and tempting flirtations with other wedding guests make pretending a lot harder than they'd anticipated. The cast also includes Sarah Bolger, Tony Cavallero, and Perry Gilpin. Nice, nice. They're they're definitely getting back together at the end of this movie. (laughs) Probably. Like 1,000%. But good trailer. I'm definitely going to check it out. Again, y'all check out these trailers, let you know what what we like. I go, we broke up one, made for love two, stole away three. And then, of course, the big shot. (laughs) Don't even watch that. <laughs> but right, well, next next up, we got Forrest Whitaker has joined Tom Hardy in the upcoming Netflix crime drama, Havoc. Okay. Variety has learned the film 
Tales from writer, director, producer Gareth Evans. Okay, I like this. The first under a new exclusive multi, okay, multi-year deal to produce and direct films for the streamer. In Havoc, after a drug deal goes wrong, a bruised detective might fight his way through the criminal underworld to rescue a politician's estranged son while unraveling a deep wet, uh, a deep web, web of corruption of- and conspiracy that ensnares the entire city. You know, my mouse was covering up the, the portion of the bee. That's why I looked- want to know what the city is. Yo, look. I am a big Gareth Evans fan. I think he's one of the best crime, like, director, storytellers right now with The Raid, Gangs of London. Like, Gangs of London is my shit. The fact that Netflix gave him a deal is interesting. Would have thought he'd have been an Amazon guy because he's part of the AMC Plus uh, family. But, you know, I I think this is a big win for Netflix. And Forrest Whitaker and Tom Hardy doing a Gareth Evans film? where Tom Hardy's probably going to be the de- the detective, the probably, detective yeah. that's going to fight his way through the criminal underworld to rescue the political, the politician's estranged son. And I'm assuming the politician is Forrest Whitaker. Sign me the fuck up for this. All right, Netflix, we should on you earlier. This is a win. This is a win. Yeah, that's, but it's still, it's still, you know, we still got to, you know, hold ourselves in check here because Tom Hardy, the last movie he was in was Capone, Stinker. But I'm, so. I'm judging this on Gareth Evans because he's writing, directing, and producing. And you know the last thing we saw from him is one of my favorite shows, Gangs of London. He killed it. He killed it. Very true. And, you know, he's also been someone who's been rumored to do a Deathstroke um, um, project. So he's definitely someone that you can trust with, like, this kind of gritty That's action what I'm movie. If, if they were telling me it was like he's doing some, some like, rom-com, I'd be like, Gareth Evans. But, like, Reading the log line, this is his genre. He's he's one of the best crime directors in this decade. So like, I love it. I mean, this is also Tom Hardy's bag too. Like, this is something yeah. you know he he's proved that he can do the dramatic stuff. But I mean, he's really good doing the action stuff. So getting back into this action role, uh, I, I would really like to see this. This could be a really big role for him to come at come out, and this could be huge for Gareth Evans. Really, like this, you know, Netflix is a huge streamer a lot of people haven't been able to see his stuff besides you know the raid i feel like the raid is one thing that everyone has probably seen um exactly. he so bring bring it on you know i'm all i'm all about tom hardy and uh, I, I would i'm definitely ready to see this like i said i want to know what the city is because it says it instead the entire city like what is the city where mm, it might be New maybe York, london maybe london uh it's gonna be interesting it might be a made-up city who knows but i don't think it's gonna be a made-up city i think it's gonna be probably like la New York. It, it would be interesting if it was London, maybe Australia. I don't know. It's going to be interesting because what, what type of accent can Forrest Whitaker do? That's a, that's why I'm thinking LA, New York. But, you know, I digress. Next up, we got Brad Payton, who directed Dwayne Johnson's movies, San Andreas and Rampage, is attached to helm the character-driven action thriller Sniper Elite, inspired by the stealth shooter game franchise, which, is, which sold a lot of stuff. The movie will see an elite sniper Carl Fairburn engage in a cat and mouse chase through the streets of London at the height of the Blitz during World War II as he tries to save British Prime Minister Winston Churchill from a Nazi a Nazi assassination. I'll Killing Nazis? I was saying it like Brad Pitt. I, I, I went on a Tar- Tarantino binge last night on the road. <laughs> but yeah, so that's why I said it like that. But uh, this could be cool. His Brad Payton's it past could be cool. uh Rampage in San Andreas are trash. Depends on who gets to be the lead it- of this. Yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't like. They're not like straight trash, but it's, it's like one of those things where, like, if you like that movie, then like maybe it was all right. They, they weren't, like, okay, well, San Andreas, I'll give a pass. Rampage is trash. Okay, I never saw Rampage, but Rampage I thought San Andreas with the, big, with the big monkey and I know I never saw it, but I know what it is. And this, it's you know another video game inspired deal. 
This dude likes his video game stuff. All right, Brad Payton, let's see what you got for Sniper Elite. But, you know, this is interesting. But what you got next? Uh, now we got Scott Eastwood. Uh, he's going to be in a new action thriller, Dangerous, that is being sold in the major markets. Lionsgate is going to release it on a multi-platform uh, deal, so it could appear anywhere. Um, directed by David Hackle, who directed Saw 5. The film follow, follows a reformed sociopath played by Eastwood, who after the death of his brother heads to a remote island that soon falls under siege from a deadly gang of mercenaries. Forced to fend for himself, he discovers their role in his brother's demise and sets off on a relentless quest for vengeance. Very Punisher. The cast includes Mel Gibson in a key supporting role, along with Kevin Durand, Famke Jansen. Durand. Yeah, Durand. Yeah, I, I uh, M.K. Jansen and Tyrese Gibson. Other actors rounding out the cast include Canadian actors Brenda Bazinet, Ryan Robbins, Brendan Fletcher, uh, Leanne Lapp, Chad Rook, and Brooke, uh, Brock Morgan. This movie sounds like a straight-to-DVD type joint. Well, it is pretty much going straight-to-DVD. Yeah. So, you know, this could be good. Uh, you know, Mel Gibson, Tyrese, Scott... Um, I don't put a lot of stock. Scott Stock and Scott Eastwood ever since Suicide Squad. But, you know, maybe Scott's coming around and not just a pretty face and the son of Clint. Maybe well, this I, yeah, I don't think people... I don't think when people talk about Scott Eastwood, they talk about Suicide Squad. I think they more <laughs> so talk about, like, his romantic movie he did and some of the other stuff. What romantic movie he did? The Longest Ride. Oh, he's a cowboy sounds so cheesy scott eastwood all right well we'll see what's up with dangerous so uh the next thing we got is something that i definitely want to shit on a little bit this time (laughs) we are saying the act this is the nba player Giannis Antetokounmpo. yeah there's no he's getting a movie he's getting a movie in disney and it's starting to take shape newcomer uche aganda will star as the nba great in the film which is titled greek freak in honor of the nickname that Aunt Scoopo earned. I wonder um, if Disney knows about him calling himself the Greek freak in on the court and, and in the sheets. I wonder if they know about that video. Because <laughs> if so, I don't know if they title their movie this, but that, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, Yatidi B- Badaki is joined as the film as Vera, Aunt mother, while Dayo Okanelli Okin- uh, will play charles his father and the film is developed by walt disney studios for disney plus wish it wasn't a disney thing i mean i feel like it's gonna be just like that clemson movie that they yeah did. exactly that's why i wish it wasn't a disney thing but Giannis yeah it's like what you were bag. saying with like the, the religious thing and you know, the, the down on your luck story even though Giannis's story is incredible but like again i think it'd be a better movie somewhere else but you know well whatever. i think it's too soon yeah it is like this goes back to my Giannis hate, but this isn't a basketball podcast. But, you know, dude just won a couple MVPs, no championships, and we're giving him a movie over people like KD, well, LeBron? He's like, I don't even think he's halfway through his career. Like, I still think he has, like, 10 years left in the league. That's what I'm saying. Like, LeBron's not out here making the LeBron James movie because you know that's going to come because his story was hard. Giannis's was hard, too. But, like, I just think it's too soon for a Giannis movie. I think it's a little premature. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm I'm not into it, uh, but good for all these people getting cast in it. Maybe you know, yeah, maybe maybe, be a maybe they'll do a good job. And, yep. th- and they'll get more roles. Yeah, and maybe they'll get into the Disney the Disney mold and get. And I'm not mad Star at Giannis, roles. And I'm not mad at Giannis getting the bag. So you know, I'm cool with that. But next up, we got Hulu has ordered animated comedy Koala Man, the series. The series creator and executive producer Michael Cusack and Benji 
uh, with Benji Summit and Dan Hernandez on board as executive producers and showrunners. Uh, Justin Roiland, Rick and Morty, and Solar Opposites co-creator will executive produce. Hulu has ordered eight episodes of the family comedy, which is the patriarch voiced by Cusack lives a not so secret identity as Koala Man, an Australian suburban superhero with no powers, but a a burning passion to snuff out petty crime and bring order to the community. I think this is going to be hilarious. Probably so. Anything. If Justin Roiland wants to put his name attached to it, then I assume that it's going to be pretty good. And you know, Hulu's done a good job with like bringing solar opposites to, to the streamer. So I think that's going to fall on that same kind of comedic animated vibe. So I'm into it. Yeah, I'm into this as well. Shout out to Justin Roiland and Hulu. Next yeah, they have a got- pic- they have a picture on it of it you can see, and it yeah, just looks ridiculous. It does. Reminds me of Captain Underpants. Definitely does. Next up, we got Jamie Foxx will be playing the great Mike Tyson in a new biographical limited series. The series titled simply Tyson is not currently set up at a network or a streaming service, but... There's some big names to it. Antoine Fuqua will be on board to direct and executive produce with Fuqua Films. I believe he's the showrunner. Not, I'm not 100% sure on that, but Martin Scorsese is also executive producing. Bro, I tweeted, when you get Martin Scorsese, Antoine Fuqua, and Jamie Foxx, I don't care what it is. They could be telling the story of Jane Doe. I'm watching it. Like, I'm watching it. That's three names that I love that I have to watch. Again, my criticism when we talked about this Tyson thing like months ago, Jamie Foxx mm-hmm. is even older now. He's too old to be Mike Tyson, but I'm going to watch it. Well, it just depends. It just yeah. depends on what we're t- what we're talking about. They're here, doing, you like, know, they're doing Young Tyson, bro. They're not. They're not. You're not doing Tyson and not doing Young Tyson. We're gonna see the rise. But, you know, of Tyson, I feel like the downfall and then Old Man Tyson. I feel like he's gonna be good for the downfall and Old Man Tyson. That part, but young Tyson, uh, you know, maybe they don't de age him. We've seen de aging work, and you know, Jamie Foxx isn't as wrinkled as Robert De Niro, so maybe I'll buy the aging more of him. The de aging, yeah. So, yeah, but you know, it's, it's one of those things where we hear the Mike Tyson thing, you're like, I don't know if we need this. And you hear Jamie Foxx will be Mike Tyson, well, you know, maybe. And Anquan Fuca is gonna direct it, oh, okay, okay, and then. Martin Scorsese is attaching his name to executive producer. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's that's like, what I'm saying. It's like, you're like, okay, Jamie, cool. Antoine Fuqua, all right, this is even cooler. Martin Scorsese, wait, what? Like, okay, I'm watching, I'm sold. I, like I said, they could be making a movie about Trash Can Man. I'm watching the Trash Can Man movie, a TV show. Like, does not matter. They could be, their movie could be called Dip Spit, where Jamie Foxx just takes dips and is directed by Antoine Fuqua, <laughs> produced by Martin Scorsese. I'm fucking watching it. I'm sorry. But, you know, good for Jamie. This this will be big for him. This is him like saying, oh, hold up. I've been doing some small roles. I'm back. I'm back. If this works, this is Emmy. This is going to be Emmy nominated. I see it already. Yeah, probably so. If, if it works, we'll see. It, I think it's going to work, though. But, Next up, we got the boys spinoff at Amazon Studios has added three more names to uh, to the list. Shane Paul McGee, uh, Maddie Phillips, and a- Amy Carrero. The trio will play young superheroes in the untitled project. Miguel uh, McGee, Carrero, and Phillips join Jess and Claire and Lizzie Broadway in the ensemble. Basically, this is going to be like a bunch of teens or a bunch of like 18-year-old superheroes living in like a house in like, yeah. <laughs> like a college. So... Ma- Maddie Phillips going in this is going to be crazy. Maddie Phillips was in uh, Teenage Bounty Hunter. Mm. Uh, let me see Shane Shane Paul. What's his last name? McGee 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 McGee. Uh, 
M C G I E. He's a young black man. Okay. Jamaican descent. Okay. Well, has he done anything? Uh, he's he was in the movie Unbe- or the limited series Unbelievable with Caitlin Deaver. Okay. Uh, he's in this TV series Deputy. So this is all pretty much no names, which I like for this. It's a film. Um, Let these people build up their own names. The, like, the only name I do know is uh, the third name, Amy Carrero, but because she was on this. Um, it's a sitcom with Emily Osmond on ABC Family, and I just remember her because she was like super pretty. So okay, all right. Well, we're the boy spinoff. We'll be Amy Carrera. Soon. She she reminds me of Aya Cash, like she, the way that she looks. She looks very similar to Aya Cash. So I don't know if they're going to play into that in some way, but yeah, maybe. So we'll see. We'll, Young we'll superheroes. See. Yeah, it's going to be. I'm I'm picturing a lot of sex and a lot of gore. That's what that's that's and a lot of like pranks. I feel like that's what this show is about to be. Pretty much. Um, but we've been talking a lot about DC. Let's move it to the Marvel. You know, Falcon Winter Soldier just came out. There's a lot of anticipated shows to come, but we haven't even seen the Hawkeye series yet, and it's already getting a spin-off. The show center the show will be centered on Echo, a deaf Native American character who will be betrayed by Alqua Cox in the Hawkeye series. It's already in early stages of development for Disney Plus. So, I, I mean, you know, Hawkeye is still two years out. So, I, I don't know when this is going to come out. Um, Probably Echo, right who's, after. Yeah. Echo, whose real name is Maya Lopez, has the ability to perfectly copy another person's movements or fighting style, making her a formidable opponent mm, in battle. Sounds like Taskmaster. Mm-hmm. In the Marvel comics, Echo crosses paths with characters like Daredevil, Moon Knight, and the Avengers. Very, very... Uh, you know, since we we're going to get Moon Knight too, you know, possibly mm-hmm. that, that it could be a tie-in. Yep. Uh, she was also the first person to hold the title of Ronin before she passed it to Clint Barton. Mm, so I, I could see maybe instead so it be reverse. Yeah, we might do a reverse of it. She might get it after him. Interesting. I like this. Look, I think Hawkeye is going to be a good series. That's one that I'm hype on. And uh, yeah, so this is cool. This is good news. I think what what we're seeing now, Falcon Winter Soldier, and how the action, espionage kind of thing. Seems, it seems like it's going to work. And so, like, now we're going to get it even more so with Hawkeye and then in this Echo show. Yeah, I'm, I'm down for all of that. All right. Um, next, HBO is developing a trio of new Game of Thrones prequel series. <laughs> so many. Can they just get one out? Like, can, can, can we just we, put this? Yeah. Can we just can put we just one? just see that, one before we, yeah. like, there's so many. But go ahead. All right. So one spinoff is titled Nine Voyages or Sea Snake. That's uh, like the pirate from, one, huh? Uh, well, yeah, it hails from Rome creator or co-creator Bruno Heller. Um, the other two, Flea Bottom and uh, A Thousand Ships, have no writers yet. Nine Voyages would center on Lord Corlius Valeran, uh, known as the Sea Snake, and the house, uh, the head of House Valeran, uh, husband to Reyes Targaryen, uh, on, so the sea, pirate on the Sea Snake vessel. So I guess so, yeah. Okay. Um, the it's the most well-known nautical adventurer of all of Restoros. So yeah, the pirate one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Lord Cor- Corley's built a house even wealthier than the Lannisters and claims the largest navy in the world. So Flea Bottom would take place in the poorest district of King's Landing. I think we've talked about that. Prior. Apparently, this is the one that's like Peaky Blinders of Game of Thrones, like the gang one. Um, and then a thousand ship or ten thousand ships revolves around Princess Namira, who journeyed to Roy Roynar to Dorne, 
uh, journeyed with the Roynar to Dorne and married Lord Moore's Martell. So this is the Dorne series. Okay. You know, cool. Out of all of those, I think... I honestly, Flea I think Bottom the, sounds the pretty Flea Bottom might be interesting. <laughs> like, honestly, Maybe. out of all those. The Pirate one could be cool, and the Dorne one could be cool, but again, can we see the Targaryen series first, please? Can we just see any of them? I guess it's just one of these things like, okay, we're going to spin off all of the Game of Thrones we haven't and even see, had. I, I feel like it's hypocritical of of fandom and of, of well no let me not say fandom it's hypocritical of content creators people who do similar jobs to us because they always want to say well dc put the car before the horse dc put the car before the horse what the fuck is this like this is seven series and we ain't even got one in the last one we got your ending was ass like yeah and i mean it took forever in between series to, to shoot these game of thrones series seasons so, like, and how long is, is this going to take? And these things don't have books, partner. These are original ideas. So, like, are we sure they can do this? Now, I trust HBO. I'm not saying I don't, but I'm just saying let's 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 keep the same energy to these different like IPs. Yeah, and I mean, like, and I feel like we're going to be jumping timelines. So it's just like, why can't we just all stick with like? one show at a time or you know maybe if you were going to do two like you know do a c1 and then like the the flea bottom that kind of ha- yeah like two different like yeah you know i'm with you i'm with you but you know because like you know you got you got the one you got nine voyages and uh, which is the, the pirate one and then you got ten thousand ships which is you know i assume going to be another dorn. sea voyage no that's dorn like, that, that's the dorn show well yeah but i mean like I, they're I journeying to dorn so yeah. yeah to marry lord to marry martell so that's the dorn show that's going to be seeing how Dorn lives and everything. And that could be hype. That that one I'm excited about. Like I said, I'm excited about the flea bottom. I'm excited about that one. The pirate one. I don't like, know. These are all very exciting in, in concept. Yeah, exactly. It's like, about let's, execution. Let's see the execution. Yeah. Exactly. I'm with you. Next up, some this is something that I didn't know was going down, but I'm ecstatic for this. I've never talked about this comic to anyone. I didn't know it was thing. Got it sitting in my crate. But director Kerry Fukunaga has signed on as the next, uh, to helm his next project, which will be a feature adaptation of Image comic series, Image's cyberpunk comic series, Tokyo Ghost for Legendary Pictures. According to THR, the logline, Tokyo Ghost is set into uh, 2089 when humanity has become fully addicted to technology and as an escape of from reality, the story follows peacekeepers, Debbie Decay and Led Dent, who are working in the aisles of Los Angeles and are given a job that will take them to the last tech-free country on or earth the garden nation of tokyo and boy is this everything i love cyberpunk aesthetic hover stuff like it's just beautiful beautiful i love this comic series and carrie fuganaga we haven't seen his james bond yet but if that's good my level of excitement for this is cranked up to ten thousand. yeah i mean besides the james bond thing everything else we've seen from him has been pretty great i mean we were fans of maniac we were, yeah. you know, did the first season of true detective honestly the only season worth watching that's a fact uh, so you know this this could be really great i don't know much about tokyo ghost but it sounds pretty interesting and you know it's a low-key comic i didn't think i i out of all the comics i've read i didn't think that would be the one that gets adapted before some of the others but i like that he chose that one because that's a deep cut and that's a that's a really good comic from Image. You know, it's one of these things that it's not super well known by other people. So bringing it to screen is a Less way people that people can bitch about it if it's not exactly accurate. Yeah, exactly. Um, but ne- next up, Ryan Murphy and Ian Brennan's latest project for Netflix, Monster: The Jeffrey Dahmer Story, 
has okay, found wait, its leads. Didn't we have a Jeffrey Dahmer movie? Okay, I was waiting to talk we had, about We had a, uh, the, uh, I know Zac, Zac Efron, Efron was, um, was uh, yeah. whatever his name. Bundy. Uh, yeah. But is there not a Jeffrey Dahmer movie on Hulu with uh, the dude from Ali and AJ or one of those, like, he was a Disney Channel star, blonde hair dude? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, no, yeah, is, is yeah, yeah, yeah. Dahmer? My friend Dahmer, Ross Lynch. Yeah, yeah. okay. I, th- okay, I, thought I never saw that. I did. Me and Curse watched it. I thought it was actually pretty good. All right. Well, um, yeah. Ross Lynch kind of looks like the Dahmer, and I feel like Evan Peters even looks more like Dahmer, but... Uh, was Murphy was Murphy a part of that Bundy project? I don't think so. All right. Well, you know Ryan Murphy, uh, of course, from the American Horror Story, uh, Glee, Scream Queens. He's going to take this on. It's going to be uh, you know Evan Peters playing the notorious serial killer Niecy Nash, um, who is going to be the show's female lead, Glenda Cleveland. Uh, Cleveland was a neighbor of Dahmer's who alerted the police and the FBI of Dahmer's suspicious behavior, but they did not listen. Uh-huh. Um, Penelope Ann Miller has been cast as Dahmer's mother, Joyce, alongside Richard Jenkins, who was previously announced to be his father, Lionel. Um, Sean Brown and Colin Ford have also been cast in supporting roles with uh, Sean Brown playing, uh, portraying Tracy, an intended victim who managed to escape, and Ford playing a character named Chaz. Is that the first guy he murdered? Maybe. Might be. Might be. All right, Ryan Murphy, he's a great writer. You know, Evan Peters is a Ryan Murphy guy, Nisi Nash is a Ryan Murphy actress you know I'm, i'll check this out not like, actually, hype about it but i'll check yeah. it out yeah i'm, I'm yeah I th- i'm interested i like the whole serial killer bag you know netflix did uh bundy so you which know were, which was pretty only, good which was all right you know and so i think this would be something a lot of people will watch it'll definitely make that the netflix top 10 when it definitely comes out. will netflix has a obsession with like serial killer content so yeah and people have an obsession with serial killer content on netflix that's a fact. Whether it's a documentary or fictional. That's a fact. Um, Steve Ewan and Ali Wong, we talked about how they were shopping around their comedy. And now we've learned that it's going to be called Beef. And Netflix was the one who picked it up. It was A24 written by Lee Sung Jin. Uh, the 10 episode series follows two people who let a road rage incident burrow into their minds and slowly consume their every thought and action. I love this. What? <laughs> I have road rage. I love this. Like when you, when you're going through it, man, it's just, you're thinking about it constantly. So like, I want to watch this. Should we right, tell yeah. you how I called the cops on a person because they cut me off? No. <laughs> Dude almost hit me. And I was like, bro, what the fuck? And he's flicking me off. And I'm like, no, Fuck you. You cut me off, you piece of shit. And he tries to speed up, and I'm trying to catch up, and he's speeding up some more. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. Took his license plate, called the cops, was like, hey, this guy with this, this, this license plate's going down this street. He's, he's driving he's, erratically. He's driving erratically, driving reckless, almost hit two people, myself included. And then they were like, oh, we're going to come. We're going to send the cops in that general vicinity. They're, they're around here. We're going to get him. And then I drive up. I speed up to him, and I just show the phone that says 911, and I'm like, Gotcha, bitch. And I just drive off. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I, I'm not a road rage person, so I don't understand this, but I guess it, it speaks to you and I'm religious. I, lo- I love this. This is awesome. Especially because Ali Wong is hilarious. Stevie Nguyen, yo, we'll, I'll see, I'll probably watch, um, whatchamacallit, soon. Um, Minari. Minari soon, but like, Ali Wong alone got me excited. Well, we're definitely going to be watching something that Steve Wynn's doing, and we'll talk about that in Movie on the Rise. That's a fact. That's a fact. But that's all I got on this. I'm hyped for this, though. This, right. this is cool. 
Last story that we have, and it's an important one for the show. Netflix will premiere the second season of The Circle. Damn, I didn't make the cast. April to April 14th. (laughs) And uh, Too Hot to Handle is going to be in June. But, you know, The Circle. I'm signing up for The Circle again for season three. I'm going to make it. (laughs) Yeah. Linda Linda tried out for The Circle. We had uh, season one contestant Sammy on the show. Shout out to Sammy. So, you know, we're definitely Circle fans here on the show. And we're definitely excited for April 14th to watch the next season. Definitely a a show that is easily shot in the pandemic. Yeah. I mean, that's it's, you can shoot it in a pandemic pretty easily. Yep, they were they were that's the pandemic. The be, they were the pandemic before the pandemic. So what know. we didn't know when we were watching was that that was going to be our life. That's a fact. <laughs> too hot to handle, you know. Whatever. I'm not. I'm not. Too hot to handle is some trash. Yeah, it's, 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 <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. I'm not. I'm, I do not. Well, like no, I mean it's trash in the best way. Like it's you know it's your your straight up reality trash. Give me Love Island instead of Too Hot to Handle or Bachelor in Paradise. Either one. Yeah. So, yeah. but all right, is that time of the show? that we suggest one movie or TV series that's coming out this week or that's just been out that we want to hip you to. This segment's called Movie on the Rise. Um, Schubert, I'm starting this week. Yeah, yeah, I'm starting this week. We got the Amazon hit series. Look, if you didn't believe, like, just, just trust me when I tell you about comic books. I, I say this on Anime Talk. I'm batting a high percentage in anime suggestions. I'm batting even a higher percentage in comic book suggestions on this show. I told you Tokyo Ghost, that's going to be something great. This is going to be better than great. This is going to be the next big thing. This is going to be boys level. It's going to change superheroes. This is the new show, the Robert Kirkman series, Invincible. This is something that a lot of people have been looking forward to. We're reviewing this show weekly, and I'm excited about it. It drops this Friday. Yeah, I have saw like a a critic review where it said that um, Invincible is going to do to superheroes what... Uh, Walking Dead to the zombies, like in a good way, you know, kind of making okay. it like the forefront of things. But I feel like you know, Amazon already with the boys has made I think, superheroes yeah. like Amazon a different, is- a different animal, and like an Invincible is just the animated version of this. So like, you know, what have you ever seen about an animated comic book show? You know, Batman, Superman, whatever. Throw it at the cards. Like this is going to be a totally different thing, and uh, I'm excited and about it, man. Amazon has taken over the superhero genre and has made it fresh real interesting has changed it up and i see invincible doing the same thing it's going to be a story where people are like oh this is peter parker-esque and then something's going to happen and then it just it's you're sitting there like at the end of the season like what the fuck did i just watch yeah so i'm excited excited for this this is big that comes out on friday Friday. three episodes Ooh, so we're going to be able to review three episodes next week let's go man fuck yeah let's fucking go Liddy, this is this is the time we were telling y'all in about February when we're like, yeah, WandaVision's about to end. It's looking it's looking a little dry for us right now. We came up with our actor list, which was a great discussion that we're gonna continue. But like, we're now done. we're in the we're in the we're in the heat of yeah. content coming out right now. Cause like, yeah. Also, I, I'm surprised you don't have this on your movie on the rise, bro. King Kong versus Godzilla comes out this week. Oh, does it? I th- it comes oh, out I- Thursday. Oh yeah, this. no, no. I thought it comes out on the thirtieth. That's what I thought too. But my co-host at ESPN was like, "Bro, isn't King Kong versus Godzilla coming out?" But I'll, and it comes out on the twenty fifth. Oh, okay. So that's in theaters and uh, what? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Either way, I mean, like, he might have told me some false. He might have told me some false information. Hold on. I thought I looked this up though. Let me go to Wikipedia. Hold on. I don't want to lie to. I'm looking. 
Yeah, it's me. It's still showing 31st of March. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, okay, so it was initially supposed to come out March 25th. Okay, it's coming out March 31st. Okay, we got a week. Yeah, so false alarm, false alarm. See, Schubert, I was right. I should have trusted my first instinct on that, but false alarm. All right, what you got for us this week? Um, the movie that I know is coming out for sure this week in the theaters is Nobody with Bob oh, Odenkirk. Yeah. I think it's going to be really neat. Bob um, Odenkirk's so. John Wick, baby. Yeah, I, you know, we talked about it before. We talked about the trailer. It's something that, you know, we're both pretty hyped on. So definitely check that out. And then this week, I'm, you know, The Bachelor ends and I'm like, oh, what am I going to do now? Wait for The Bachelorette to be, to be filmed and shit like that. I'm, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm listening to a Bachelor podcast. Someone asked them, Jeez. they're like, they're like, yo, have you ever watched Unreal? And the person's like, oh, I can't watch it because it'll ruin The Bachelor for me. And I'm like, well, I'll ha- I don't care. I'll watch the show. Unreal is uh, pretty much a fictional take on the behind the scenes of The Bachelor. And um, it's really funny. In the first episode, they like the first person who walks out of the limo is this, this girl named Shaniqua. And like immediately the producer's like, oh, well, she's not going to win. And we no way the black girls went in. I'm like, <laughs> yes. I was I'm like, like, what? I might have to watch that. What's it on? Hulu. All right, I'm gonna check that out. I'm definitely gonna check Four it out. Four seasons. Okay, I'm gonna watch that. But uh, real quick, I finally started Paradise PD season three. Bro, oh, sorry, Tim. Bro, they are wilding this season. What episode did you get to? Two. You watched two? Watched you watched the first movie. two? Oh, you, you watch, mm-hmm. Okay. First off, the asshole uh, head thing. Crazy. Oh, God. <laughs> made, made my stomach queasy the whole time. And then the second episode, the way that they push the racial boundary with jokes, bro. They- <laughs> I'm just like holding my breath. I'm just like, oh I was my just like, God. yo, is this airing right now? I was like, people always talking about 2020, 2021 being like a week time. <laughs> people not watching Paradise PD. Paradise PD is it goes there. Bro, well, I mean, has, like it, it, you know, it, it, white, white face, black face, white face again. And then all the, the Jewish jokes about the chief of police. I was like, yo, they they doing this right now. I mean, you know, we, this show was a uh, pretty much spawned out of Brickleberry, I and mean, anyone who's seen Brickleberry you know, knows that they push they the boundaries. Give, they don't give up. They, Fuck. And like they told us in episode one, they were like, "Yeah, we're getting weird this season." And like, what? This show is already weird. Like, it's it's getting weirder. Yo, I'm 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 as soon as we finish this, I'm going back and watch more Paradise PD. I can't help myself. It's, I'm loving it. Yeah, man, honestly, cannot believe that thing where that had that dude coming out of his ass or whatever. He's just taking over his body. I was like, and then she like finds out what it was. She's she's like, I was getting eaten out by uh, ass polyp. I don't even know what the fuck that is. And then Hobo Cop is just like, yo, fucking assholes. I don't want to listen to me. Yeah, she's like, why is this asshole talking? Yeah. And then fucking oh, Fitz fucked a dolphin. Yeah. Yo, nah, this show's too much. This show's too much. And then the two rednecks on the, on the, on the island. Y'all got to watch. Y'all got to watch Paradise PD. That's all I'm going to say. But we're not talking about that right now. Where are we going? We're going Falcon Winter Soldier first? I think that's for the best. Yeah. All right. Not, not that it's a negative or anything. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Usually we do the worst one first, but like not this time. Falcon Winter Soldier is great. I look. My co-host at ESPN Norm was trying to tell me, oh, it's mid. I was like, I was like, you better not fix your mouth to tell me that was mid after you was champion in WandaVision after the first three episodes. The first episode of WandaVision was dog shit. Yeah. This, bro, this had me intrigued. 
Curse was loving it. I was loving it. I, I was like, yes, thank you about Falcon. So we get to see Falcon in action because I don't think they needed to show Bucky in action because we know Bucky's capable. They have we've seen we've seen enough Bucky, really. Like exactly know, Falcon is the guy we haven't seen, probably seen the less of. And, and every time we've time seen that him, he's he, gotten his ass whooped. Yeah, like Ant-Man. Uh of yeah. to, uh, the Tony when Tony just blasted him after Rhodey got his legs chopped off. Yeah. There's multiple instances where Falcon gets his ass whooped. We have to see him be able to do this and be Captain America. So I thought that was a great scene showing him fight and everything, fighting Batrock and everything. But one thing that Curse was like, are we sure that once those dudes got off the jet stream of wind, they would be able to keep flying? I was like, they definitely would not be able to. Because <laughs> if you know anything about those suits, they have to maintain being on, on like wind trails and shit. If not, they're going to fall. And Falcon took a lot of people, took a lot of, killed a lot of people in that first scene. That's that's one thing that no one really like addresses, but like dude killed a lot of people. He killed a lot of people. Love that though. It was great. Love seeing Bucky having to redeem himself and going like this redemption arc. The stuff was pretty much up. like my name is Earl has his list or whatever, you know, had to make redemptions. I feel so it's, bad for that old a- Asian yeah. guy who broke my heart, all that shit. Well, and then Bucky's, Bucky's like, you know. Fire. Well, no, he didn't even try to. He got he got Bucky a date or whatever. And Bucky, yeah. like, I thought what was funny about that is he comes with the flowers, just like so old fashioned. I'm like, dude's a hundred. <laughs> He's one oh six, yeah. And and she asked him his age, and he said it, and she was just like, ha He was like, <laughs> I'm one hundred and six. Uh, I thought all that was great. I thought all the Bucky shit was dope. Shows us his pathway of trying to like redeem himself to to find his true what he should be doing with his life. Should he be helping? Like, without Steve being, I love how he was like, I, I wish. I, I wish I could just go back to Wakanda. Exactly. Without Steve steering him somewhere, he has to he has to decide this on his own. And Wakanda would just be him sleeping things away. So he has to like try to find this in this world. Love that. I think they, I mean I felt like they did a really good job explaining that too. They're like he, he's pardoned because of what he did with the Avengers. And you know, he has to go to this mandated therapy. Bucky's story is gonna be about how a man redeems himself. Sam's story is about a man becoming a hero. Sure. Yeah. And, and, and you see the two different paths, and I'm, I'm very interested to see how they cross. We didn't get any Baron Zemo in this. We only have six total episodes. So Baron Zemo that's got my, to come to the that, next that's, one. That's my biggest negative on the series. That we're only getting six episodes. And but this you know, is that one, minutes. No, it wasn't. It was like 40. But it, it's with, with five it. minutes of, of credit. Yeah. So it was like 45. But that's better than WandaVision. At, at least we're getting 45. As long as these others are 45, I can't be mad at it, especially with the type of action we're getting. Also, uh, yo, fuck the MCU elite, bro. So many people been coming at Bruce Wayne for years. I'm so sick of the Bruce Wayne slander. And y'all saying, oh, Bruce Wayne can't pay for people, don't take care of people. Did y'all not watch Batman anime series where Bruce Wayne was the most charitable motherfucker on earth? But you dumb fucks only watch movies. So did you not watch Bruce Wayne buy Superman's mom's house? Did you not watch that? Did you not get Flash a job? But what is Pepper Potts doing? building fucking Iron Man suits and my guy Falcon can't get a $60,000 boat? Yeah. Trash. Wakanda's Wakanda's just throwing money away. Just throwing it away. My guy can't get a $60,000 boat? Where is his his army fund? Can the the Avengers not get a stimmy? Come on. Bro, the MCU elite, trash. Trash. I don't want to hear shit about Bruce Wayne no more. Pepper Potts, trash. Wakanda, all the Africans in Wakanda, all the leaders, trash. Who else is rich? Who else is rich right now? Doctor Strange, he was a he was a neurosurgeon. Yeah, I know he got some paper stacks. So, oh no, he spent it all getting the karma. Well, I mean, you so know, Doctor Strange I'm, is acceptable. He spent. Well, all I mean, and yo, know, and I and I bet Rhodey's not having any problems. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I bet the army's got him taken care of. Exactly. So where is or was just Sam a bad money manager of his Air Force checks? Like where where is that at? Where are my force checks at? I, I love that scene though where he's with them. He's like, do, do I know you? Did you play at LSU? I, I, I literally, me and my girlfriend both looked at each other and was like, that's some shit a white person would say to a black person. <laughs> it is. And then I love how they had Sam say, bro, I'm not letting you do this with these white people. That was, a, I was like, they said that in a Marvel show? I was like, it's realistic. This is some Louisiana shit. So, you know. Well, I mean, it's even going to get more into that as we go forward because, you know, Sam declines to do anything with the with the what the with the, the, the mantle yeah and you know he puts it into a museum and i'm like you put the the this mo, the mo, one of the, like the most powerful weapons in the world yeah in a museum like mike they're not gonna like leave that there come on man but you know we're gonna find out more this week about this guy u.s agent usa agent you know, i assume it doesn't have any powers i, th- I assume he might, he might he might be like those flag smasher people who we saw who had like some sort of uh, advanced strength but I'm saying this, I'm predicting, which a lot, I've seen a lot of, I'm not going to say I take credit for this. This is, I see a lot of people doing this, but I think we're going to see the first Captain America, the real first one, not Steve, the one that they tested the super soldier experiment on. I'm talking about Isaiah Bradley, the black man that was basically they Tuskegee experimented the super soldier shit and tested on a bunch of black people before they did with Steve. Only one guy passed and he was the initial Captain America, Isaiah Bradley, and then Steve got it after him i'm assuming because they cast bradley's grandson who i think is going to be in the young avengers like he's cast i feel like sam's going to go have a conversation with the bradley family and be like nah bro black people have always fought for this country we've always been uh involved with captain america like do not let your blackness determine whether or not you can be it be the symbol now that this country needs and i feel like after that conversation that's going to be sam like oh i can be captain america yeah, I mean, I, th- I think he's going to have, I think he's gonna, even within his own family and community, he's going to be like, you know, th- this is something that I need to, I need to do this, not just for myself, but for my because for my people and because Steve believed in me. Yeah, that too. You know, uh, and I think that's one of the major things in this. And I feel like that's where um, Bucky's going to tie in. It's like, you know, Bucky. He's going to get Bucky's respect. He's going to gain Bucky's respect and Bucky's going to be like, nah, bro, you should do it. And it's like, that's going to probably be another between that. If the Isaiah Bradley thing happens, those two things are going to be what probably drive him to doing it. But I, and- I thought a good thing though, was seeing at Falcon's speech, we get the black sidekick of cap and the black sidekick of Tony, both of them who are dead. I love seeing James Rhodey in that situation. They yeah, both, definitely. More than anybody, Rhodey can understand what Sam's going through. Definitely. And I hope that he appears again. I hope he does too. And I hope yeah. armor wars, Sam might appear in that. I think he would. Yeah. So, you know, also we got to upgrade my boy, Sam's suit. We got to upgrade my guy's suit. I feel like his, uh, his friend in the army might help with that. And the captain America suit was released on, uh, as a toy. Like it got leaked. Saw it. Looks fire. Looks fire. Does he get it at the end of six episodes? I assume if they're making the toy, if they're making the toy. Yeah. True. Crazy. That means bro, they're going to have to get a lot of story told in these next Five That's what I'm saying eight. because we did we not see him and Bucky interact. We haven't seen uh, we, no Bucky agent, interaction. What, what's it, Agent Seventeen or Thirteen or something like that? Oh, you talking about uh, Sharon Carter? We haven't seen yeah. her. No, no Baron Zemo sighting of Daniel Brule. But we have the seen fla- the, the we've seen the villains. Smashers. Yeah, we've yeah. seen the flag smashers and we've seen Batroc, the uh, the assassin guy. So you know they got a link. Sam, I'm assuming Sam and Bucky link next episode. There's no way they don't. 
There's no way they don't. Um, yeah, yeah I, I assume that one of these episodes has got to be an hour long. Like, there's just no way that we're gonna. Get I'm thinking the, if we get the if we get the Captain America OG like the Isaiah Bradley backstory, that's gonna be the hour long one. And I feel like with another this you know we're we're speculating at this point, but another thing that could happen is if this U.S. agent has powers that are similar to like the Flag Smashers. And maybe that has a tie-in. Maybe he's yeah, bad. He's a bad guy. Yeah, facts. Yeah. I was thinking that as well. So he he gonna be villainous of some sort. So you know, but I'm excited for Falcon Winter Soldier. I thought, even though I don't think it was a ten out of ten opening episode, I thought it was definitely a very good starter for this series. I think it's an eight out of ten episode. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe so. I, you know, the action right off the bat was good. I feel like I'm definitely intrigued, and I I understand the tone of this show. Like th- that was the thing with this Wandavision. This is my it's type like of you, show. You, you didn't necessarily understand what Wandavision was until episode four, but like right off the bat, I know what we're getting here. I, I know what the show is about, and so like I feel very confident moving into the next episode that like I understand like where where we're at, where we're going, it. and yeah, I'm really interested to see where it goes. You know, this is you typical know, fa- Marvel. Yeah, and I love that, you know, WandaVision gave us uh, characters that we didn't really necessarily know a lot about. And then again, we're getting two characters that we really don't know that much about. And so, like, I'm glad that we're getting the backstories. And I love that we got more Sam than Bucky in this, even though we did get a lot of Bucky. But we know more about Bucky than we do with Sam. We got to see Sam's home life. We got to know about what he was before the Air Force, his family, like where he comes from. What what happened to his family during the snap? Because, I mean, he was gone. They were there. Yep. You know, this also again dives into the snap in a lot of different ways. Like the the snap is a huge, huge plot device. The blip. Yeah. yeah. The blip. And you know, it affects so many different people in a lot of different ways. And so that's what we're finding out. Like you you know, when we saw Spider-Man Far From Home, they made it a little bit more comedic because it was kids. Like now we're seeing it affect like adults and how it affects, you know, what we saw with Monica Rambeau. Like, you know, this it's it was a serious thing. Yep, that's a fact. So I'm loving this. Falcon Winter Soldier, let's keep it going. All right, Schubert, we haven't talked about this at all. Let's get into it. Zack Snyder's Justice League. Did you like it? Well, it was a... It definitely was better than the two-hour shitstorm that Joss Whedon put out. That makes me lose faith in Warner Brothers. Like, the, the fact that they put that crap out. Like, it was awful. Like, it was 100... Like, And I said, in our initial release, if you go back to Bros Who Binge, I said I liked the movie for the fact that it was giving me DC characters... That we've never that we've never gotten together on screen. That's why I liked it, but I thought the movie's plot was just eh. The shit about this well, Superman carrying the buildings gone, Flash is carrying the family gone, that Josh Whedon has Marvel shit gone, all the Wonder Woman creepy ass shot scenes gone, all the banter between Bruce Wayne and Wonder Woman love connection gone, all like all the cyborg scenes put back in, like Ray Fisher. I don't, they cut all the black people out. <laughs> like, it did like I believe her. I'm I'm on the Ray Fisher train now. Like, it- well, yeah. Let me pull up my notes from that because I had something about that. Where like, you know, what you know about what happened with Ray Fisher now feels like way more of like you could just feel like he has like some angst or whatever, and it's just like, like you know, he 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 was done wrong by that that cut. Like he was this was way way better. Like that's one thing I would say about the Snyder cut is like Cyborg. It you understand sense. him way 100% now. Like, you understand, like, his motivations. You understand who, what he is. You now I get will his say, role in the whole thing. I will say the character that suffered the most was Aquaman. Yeah. Because and, and you got I feel to like, see 
We got to see his movie where he changed. If this would have come out before his movie, that movie would have been better. And it's crazy. It's it like I oh my. My notes. I, I was like, uh, what, what did I say? Atlanta's fight was really impressive filmmaking, and I loved like that scene. But I don't know if like I because this was pre Aquaman, and like I know what I know. I'm just like, Ugh. like this is just whatever. Yep, but it makes sense though. It makes sense in uh, Wonder Woman, MVP of the movie, gotta be. Yeah. <laughs> she lopped off that dude's head. I loved it. I loved it's like, it. Loved it. It's like one of those things where, like, I almost feel like if we're ranking Wonder Woman movies now, I rank the second. <laughs> we gonna rank DC movies. We can rank the Snyderverse after this because this, this movie's high for me. Four hours, never felt bored the whole time. The stuff with Batman going meet Aquaman at the at the sea shanty island. When I, when that movie started, I was like, "Oh my goodness, this is different. This is legitimately different." And I loved it. The conversation made more sense. Batman going through each person made sense. His conversations mm-hmm. with Alfred made way more. They cut Jeremy Irons. If I was Jeremy Irons, I would have said, "Fuck you, Josh." And he's great. Like Jeremy when, Irons was amazing. Like from when I was watching this, I was like, "Oh, Jeremy Irons was a really good, Alfred." Like. <laughs> I don't want to say the best Alfred, but it's, it's no, no, no. He's up there. He might be and second honestly, behind Michael Caine only because he didn't get enough screen time. But Jeremy Irons could have been the best Alfred. And honestly, I wrote this in my notes. Bad Flag feels more like Batman to me in this one. Like he did he did he I'm did totally bought into him being Batman. Like, oh my like, goodness, I'm so conflicted on that. I'm so conflicted on this. I I love Ben Affleck. That's what I was like, oh man, I see why you I see why you relapsed. Justice League put you through it. Like I feel bad for all of these actors. This makes me but now seeing this film, they straight up lied to us at Comic Con. They were all just like, eh, yeah, we like Josh. <laughs> no, fuck that nigga Josh. Gosh. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, like, I, I feel good that Zack Snyder's vindicated though. Sure. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that he definitely had an idea, and if he would have been had, had a chance to tell it, I don't know if people would have really bought into a four-hour movie. And I think like the, it probably could have been cut down uh, it, to at least it, three. It could have been three hours and fifteen minutes. Like I guess, like one of the things that people are talking about is like the slow mo or whatever. But I mean, you have to have that. No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not even talking about the slow mo, bro. Let me just be honest. You could have cut that whole epilogue out of there. That whole episode yeah. would have been cut. Especially, I'm not talking, especially I'm not talking knowing about the, that we're not, not going to have any of those people anymore. I'm not talking about the Lex Deathstroke stuff. That stays. I'm talking yeah. about the, the nightmare dream sequence. Cut all... We did not need Jared Leto in that shit. Like, that, if, if honestly, that might have been my least favorite part because I felt like that was forced. Did like the yeah. Marsh, I did like him waking up and talking to Martian Manhunter, though. Oh, did like I, that. I did say, though... The quote, some people have called me the Martian Manhunter, cheesy as hell. Oh, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. definitely. I was like, just just say that your name's John. So, okay, so <laughs> I've seen some complaints. Shout out, to, shout out to Tyler from the Discord. I didn't address it in the Discord because I just was like, I didn't feel like typing all of this. You can, you can address me, though, after this, and we'll talk about it. I'll, I will definitely talk about it after this. But Tyler's problem was that he felt like the characterizations aren't the typical DC characters. But the way I look at Zack Snyder's verses, this is an Elseworlds story. This is like, sure. this is like, we don't have a problem when they make Batman Gotham by Gaslight and put him in London and like, it's not the Batman we know of. Or we don't have a problem when we send Superman to Russia and he's Superman Red Sun and he's not the Superman we know of. This is Zack Snyder's vision of it. And I think for the most part, 
all the characters were pretty much they it it wasn't like Joker where it felt like oh this movie could have just been about a crazy man but the only way they did it to sell tickets was about Joker. If you take away the superhero f- portion of this, I don't think this film works. I really don't. And like it one of the complaints he had was like Bruce Wayne addressing people instead of Batman. Well, you got to understand at this point Batman is like he's he's older, man. He doesn't he doesn't have his thing is he failed as Batman. He failed by killing Bruce and he let his anger and things of him get the best of him. So he's going with this open, like, I'm going to be open about who I am. I'm going to be open to these people to try to connect with them. And that's why I see he was more Bruce Wayne. Now his flash. I, criticism- I feel like the only, the only thing that I did appreciate about the epilogue is that we understood that at that moment he had lost Robin. Mm. So like that makes me understand a little bit more of the characterization of Bruce Wayne at that point. Being a killer for sure. Uh, Mm -hmm. Now, now his thing about flash, does Ezra Miller feel like a flash that I know? I think that's vibe. I think that's acceptable. I think that's an acceptable. Yeah. I I put in here too goofy at times. It seems like a meld of Wally and Barry and doesn't necessarily feel like Barry to me. Doesn't know which one you want to be. It's not Barry in terms of like how he acts and everything. Uh, he did post about like, how can he turn to the flash without his scientific job? I'm not necessarily mad at that. He might've got it just struck by lightning, but I'm more so mad about Schubert. Not that's something Schubert. that's something that machete has to explain. That's not something that Zach, Hyde, Zach Snyder had to explain. That's a fact also. But my thing is I, my problem with Barry is not necessarily the comic ties. It's more so the tone of which splash is he trying to portray? Is he trying to be Wally? Or is he trying to be Barry? And I don't know which one he's trying to be. That's my only criticism of, the specific league members besides like, I think Jason Momoa had the weakest portion with the weakest performance. I think in terms of characterization of each character, I think flash was the one that ne- he needs the most work. Andy machete has, which is scary because him. like, that's the movie that needs to be the best. Like yeah. we need the flash to work. And like, that was the thing. You know, people talk about the slow-mo as like a negative or whatever. You need the slow-mo, but like, it did feel like a little bit like they were trying to go off the Quicksilver stuff a little bit. And then like, and some see, of it was it just, felt, it felt different than Quicksilver though. It wasn't it like did, it did, but like at the same time, I was just like, okay, this, it does seem a little excessive. Like at, at, some, at points, like I need it to feel like he's fast. Like at, a lot of times it didn't necessarily ever feel like it was fast. It, was, it felt like he was a clock stopper. Like it never really felt like he was a speedster. Mm. So like, that's something Andy Machete's going to have to do too. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's an easy fix. For I feel sure. like that was just a, that was a snack, Zack Snyder. That's just how thing. he viewed Flash's speed. Yeah, he, blew, he viewed it as so fast that everything else around him is moving slow. Which at times of, it should. Yeah, but, but instead it of showing have us, to every time. Yeah, I get that. I'm not mad at that either. Um, I, yeah. So I think Flash, in terms of characterization, was the worst. I think Aquaman had the least amount to do. Even though I do think his characterization is on point for what we get in Aquaman. So I'm not mad at him. Wonder Woman, we still haven't seen her in the present day, so I'm not mad at whatever we get from her. It's just her. Oh, the other thing, you know, I said I really like Jeremy Irons and Alfred hated J.K. Simmons as, mm. as uh, Jim Gordon. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Didn't like him either. Hated. Was, was like, I'm so happy we have to have my guy, uh, Jeffrey Wright, about to come back up in this. He, and, and maybe it's because I watched Batman Begins, but God damn it, J- 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 uh, Fucking Gary Oldman is one of is the best Jim Gordon we've He's had. He's the best Jim Gordon for sure. Like Gary Oldman is an amazing Jim Gordon. J.K. Simmons was like, but I guess it makes sense because J.K. Simmons was older Jim Gordon, but I just didn't like it. 
Just didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. I was just like, get this dude off my screen. (laughs) Go back to being J. Jonah Jameson, bro. I thought between Wonder Woman, Cyborg, I thought it was amazing. I thought Batman was good. Like you said, I enjoyed Batman finally. I thought Batfleck finally got Batman. But I don't think, I can't say he was the best. I think the best is up to Wonder Woman and Cyborg. Cyborg, yeah. And then I put Superman maybe above Batman in this. Because... Everything that happens with Superman ties back to Man of Steel and BVS, and it makes so much sense. Like everything, mm-hmm. it was it was his. Even though you might not like the song he's playing, the song is playing at the best way possible through this movie, and 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 all the callbacks and everything to Superman's first flight. So the the thing that got me was how did you cut out Jor El and 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 his dad talking to him when he's walking in the thing? I was like, that is beautiful. You cut out Russell Crowe and fucking Kevin Costner. I was like, that's awesome. Um, I'm trying to think of other moments because there's no point in going through the movie shot by shot because no, it's, it's, too just, long. it's the it's that's basically why I the notes. same movie, but there's there's just differences to it that I enjoy. I thought Batman fighting the Parademons was a lot better than this. Yeah, yeah there's something I, I, to do. And how do you cut out showing Alfred making the the the, the omega ray absorptions? And it's like, and you and you and it and you're everybody's wondering how's he doing that in the Justice League movie? They're like, how's Batman fighting? It makes sense now. In the in the quick that Wonder Woman was like, oh, where's his magic lasso? And Alfred's like, well, we got that coming up next. And I was like, I was like, I'm fuck with that. That's good banter. That's good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that stuff was all good. Like the, one of the big complaints I had was like of, of Ben Affleck and and Jeremy Irons and like their stuff in the original one, but like this is just so much better. Like I just now I really wanted to see like them do a Batman take. Not necessarily that I don't want to see like what Matt Reeves is doing, and I don't think that I don't think I want too much expanded off of this, but I'm saying like, it just makes me think like if we could have gone back and just, this would have been the movie instead of what we well, had, like that could have changed the entire trajectory of everything. But uh, you know, is there you know, anything the, more about the movie we need to discuss before yes. we discuss the future? Okay. Flashback scene of, Great. you know, that's, that's been a lot of things that people have talked about. Cause they're like, Oh, well, dark, how did dark side get beat by all these people? You got to explain. They didn't explain it, I guess, but like comic book people would know that that was him before he was Dark Side when he was what's his name? Uxus uh, 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 or Uxus. What, uh, yeah, whatever it is. But it's before he yeah. got the Omega Beam. Yeah, before he got the Omega, and you know, then the, the adding in the AMD Life Equation and the original, the the Joss Whedon cut, like Stephen Steppenwolf. Seemed like he was the conqueror, but in here we understand the Seven Wolf is just is trying to get his redemption. Yeah, this is punishment. And so, like, I feel like that kind of changed. Up. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that kind of changed the whole attitude of who the villains are, which made it way more believable for someone who's a DC fan. And I, I thought Stephen Wolf was way better in this movie, seeing the pain on his face and actually seeing like him trying to redeem himself for what he did to dark side and seeing the side use him and then having dark side be like fuck him didn't give a fuck about him when his head flawed through and then you see the league just staring at dark side like what you gonna do bitch that badass badass love that i was just like that's the justice league like yeah man what you gonna do dark and, side? And, then if, Come and then if you had like some questions about oh what's dark side's power dude took out a lantern in like five seconds he did like he, he did. He was the only reason why Darkseid got his ass bust because he was fighting basically Shazam. Uh, He's basically fighting a Shazam, a Wonder Woman, and multiple Wonder Women. Like, you, see, did, you see David Thewlis in there? Yeah, I saw David jacked up Thewlis. <laughs> it's Aries. I thought that was funny. 
But yeah, this movie, man, this movie was good. This movie was good. And I don't care what anybody says. This was not a bad movie. And I don't think you can score this movie under a six. It has to be a six or over. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I got I mean, it over. I would say it's like a 7.5. I got it at like a it's seven, just too nine, long, man. A seven, nine, eight. I'm at a seven, nine, eight because I just thought it was a good representation of, of justice. And like my thing with the Martian Manhunter is like, cool, it was in there. But like, I just didn't understand like, what was the point of having him in there? Like, I didn't understand his scene where he was pretending to be Martha. Okay, that, that all ties into what Zack Snyder would have done next. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, there are things in here that is, like, the next thing that he would have done. And I'm just like, well, I just don't care about this because I know it's not happening. Like, this Martian Manhunter thing is not happening. Like, Deathstroke, Joe Manganiello is not happening. You know? Ben Affleck is not coming back. Let me just, let me look in the camera. Ben Affleck is not coming back. Now, could Zack Snyder come back and do something? Maybe, maybe, but I doubt it. I just feel that these, even, and the thing is, HBO Max realized they made a lot of money from this. Now, could we see Zack Snyder do something else that's possible? But depending on, and I think this is going to be the big thing, depending on how Suicide Squad hits later this year, and then Matt Reeves is Batman, all this hype could be over with. And I know people are like, restore the Snyderverse, restore the Snyderverse. Look, who? I, that's just a Twitter campaign going on right now. I, I'm glad he got his first three movies out, but it's time for him to do other things. It's time for DC to move on. And we have new versions of these characters that we have to continue onward with because, look, as much as I would love Joe Manganiello and Batman doing his thing, Ben Affleck doesn't want to do that. Like, he does not want to come back. And I don't see him coming back. Like, he's fulfilling his contract with Flash being an appearance in that. And I feel like that's more so to get us to the multiverse and so, be like, yeah, there's, oh, yeah, there's multiple Batman. So yeah, you know, time back to you know what we've talked about with our big DC stuff in the beginning. So like people who are think are coming back, you know, we're gonna have Ezra as Flash. That's happening. That's gonna tie into what we're doing now with Matt Reeves. You know, we've had Wonder Woman do a second movie. I think that she's staying. And we're gonna get her in present day finally with the next one. We're getting Aquaman too. I assume he's staying. Uh, Ray Fisher's gone. We know that. Yeah, tragic. Um, I would love, like, if DC wanted to redeem themselves and like keep some Snyderverse stuff, man, bring. He did a good job, man. He did a great job, bro. I thought Ray Fisher got screwed. Like, he really did. Like, he was amazing in it. Like, I I mean, he was like the star of this movie. He was. That was the thing. Like, when he was in the mother box and they had all like, and they showed uh, when he's dealing with his parents. I thought that was great. But when he has his Superman moment, because to me, Cyborg's a parallel. Like, Cyborg in this is Superman and Man of Steel. When you see Cyborg have his moment where like Superman's talking to Kevin Conroy about his first flight with his powers and Cyborg realizes he's this digital god and he has control of all the nukes and everything, such a beautiful moment. And then you get Ray Fisher's first flight, which is a parallel to Superman's first flight. Oh, that was great. Yeah, I mean, it was such a good Cyborg movie. Like, that's why I'm so sad with how bad that did Ray Fisher and then we're not going to see that again. Yeah, I would like I, to see Cyborg come back in some capacity, but I just don't know how that's going to work. I don't know how that's going to work either. And I would love to see Henry Cavill come back. I'm going to be honest. That's Yeah, I, I was going to say that too. I was like, I really I really enjoyed Henry Cavill and Amy Adams and, and honestly, uh, Jesse Eisenberg. I, I just wish like the Superman crew would come back. But they're probably not going. But they're probably not. Like Amy Adams is too big for this now. Yeah, she Amy Adams is over it. She does not need this headache anymore. And rightfully so, Queen. Like DC put y'all through a lot. And I wouldn't go back if I was you. But 
you know, I would love to see Henry Cavill back. I would. I really would. I could I, I could see back. Jesse Eisenberg coming back, but I doubt it because, like, if they're going to reboot Superman, you're going to reboot Lex Luthor. Exactly. And if you're going to do a black Superman, you're probably going to have a white Lex Luthor. Well, it's actually Eisenberg. Well, I mean, but yeah. But, yeah, yeah. yeah, you get what I'm saying. But uh, you're, you're going to have a, a different Lex Luthor that fits more so to black Superman. But, man, loved Henry Cavill in this. And, I, again, I'm still pitching there's a way for him to come back. If you're going to do a multiverse, let's be different. We have to be different than Marvel. You cannot bring Darkseid back at this point. I'm sorry. You're going to have to... When you, you do can't? the next movie... I, I wouldn't bring him back right now. I would wait. I would wait. Well, I would, I would, I would wait. I'd build him up again. I'd build, like, it, I'd build, exactly, I'd build the Justice League up. I'd build it up, whatever mm-hmm. you're going to do. And I would make it be like this multiverse event to where whatever Flash does affects the multiverse. And thus, Darkseid, something happens where he has to go away. Whatever Flash does, it, it opens up all these different worlds. And it opens up all of this. And Darkseid is now... Darkseid mentioned multiverse. He did. In the movie. So let him be confused at which Earth the anti-life is or whatever. Just give some MacGuffin to where he's away. But the thing that you do is you make it, whatever the new Justice League is going to be, make them fight the crime syndicate. Uh, uh, this, this version of the Justice League from a different Earth that's trying to take over the entire multiverse, that's when you bring back Henry Cavill as Superman, but as Ultraman. That's when you bring back Ben Affleck as Owl Man, and you can pay tribute to these people who did such a good job, and have them as the villains facing whatever this new Justice League is. You can have Gal Gadot play both roles because it doesn't fucking matter. You can have J- Jason Momoa play both roles. Give us a different Flash, like maybe uh, Adrian Brody, who is supposed to be uh, not Adrian. What's that dude that's in um, that's in that movie where that girl is um. The girl gets married to this family and the family's trying to kill her and she has to make it through the night. She ends up killing the whole family. Oh, you're the talking one... about um, the dude who was in Gilmore Girls or whatever. The oh, older bro. The older brother, not the younger brother. Not the brother that was married to the girl. The older brother that was taking care of him. Who Adam to... Brody. Adam Brody, yeah, who was supposed to be Flash and the other one. Bring him in as like evil Flash. Like, I, I, think, you, I think that would be a good movie, a way to pay ode to the past and pay ode to the Zack Snyderverse by making them the Injustice League or the Crime Syndicate to whatever you're doing with, with this. And, and look, even if you're not, okay, so let's say they're not doing a connected universe because that's very possible too. We're just going to get different versions of these characters with different people's visions, which I'm not mad at either. Yeah, yeah. Um, you like know, Matt Reeves' Batman could be like Nolan's where it's contained in Matt Reeves' universe. You could get... Uh, James Gunn's suicide you know, I, squad contained in his universe. That's that's a yeah, and I, and I feel like you know well. this Justice League was cool and everything, but I feel like build up for the next Justice League is going to be better suited because we'll have Shazam. I feel like he, he needed to be in this. Um, you know, you know, you could have Doctor Fate, whatever. You know, uh, Zatanna would be around. Could have um, the, the Green Lanterns because they're coming. We'll, we're going to have a lantern, so you know, and, uh, yeah, I feel like it's going to be better suited for the buildup it's just hard because like when you're using gal and you're using jason and you're using ezra it's just like so many people are going to tie back to this and that's why the ezra movie is so important for whatever they how he's so important the Mur- but, multiverse through this flashpoint situation and what and that's sad that like we're we feel the sketchiest about him after this movie is because I, like i really wish they would have recast him after that we've talked about it before like we've talked about how we've like I just feel like it would have been better if we had just rebooted Flash. Just and just recast Give us him. a new one. Like, literally, because of the incident, just with him choking that woman, just say we recasted him, and then this new movie, it's like, yeah, it's the Zack Snyder version, but is it? It's Andy Machete's version. 
And like, I'm even more confused with Andy Machete having Supergirl now. <laughs> I'm even more confused. Like, so this movie, that's what I'm saying. They, they just need to make this movie be like, oh, Flash fucked up the universe. And now all the heroes from the Zack Snyderverse are just missing. <laughs> it's different versions. Besides Gal. <laughs> yeah, like, why is Wonder Woman the same? But there's no Superman. There's a Supergirl. Where's Kal-El? And then we find out about Val Zod. And that, it just, it would work. It would work. It would work. Make it to where Kara was the only L that made it off of Earth. But also there's this, this black guy, Val Zod, who was... Uh, uh, who was Azad, and like that's how you do it, and you make it be like, oh, where's Batman? Oh, why is Bat? Where, why, where's where's uh, old man Batman? Wait, there's a young one now in Gotham. What is? What did Flash do? Like, that's how you do it. But you know, yeah. Um, I you- heard rumors that Keaton's not going to be able to make that movie. That's. I hope that's not true. I hope. I hope they figure that out because I need Batman Beyond. I, that was the one thing from this movie that I was excited about. Yeah, like they, so I, I'm hearing rumors that Keaton might not be able to do this movie. Mm, I hope I hope they figure it out. I hope they figure it out. Come on, Michael Keaton, come back, come back to the people. I, speaking of, I watched The Founder with his Ray Kroc McDonald's movie. I kind of I like that movie. <laughs> we're, we're gonna we're gonna talk about Mike Keaton, just not today. Oh, you got him a pie. <laughs> well, that's gonna be an interesting combo. Speaking of. All right, we we both love Zack Snyder's movie. Schubert gave it like a seven. I gave it a seven nine seven, five. eight. Schubert gave it seven five. Bravo, Zach. Josh Whedon. I never want to watch another movie you make. Never. I have such a bad Josh Whedon taste in my mouth. On top of all the sexual, he's creepy. That he's done. Yeah, bro. Like the the uh, the Wonder Woman stuff confirmed it for me. I was like, this is how you write the Wonder Woman in Amazon. You don't make them a fucking sex uh, a sex thing. Like uh, Josh Whedon canceled. Get him out of here. All right, let's get to our top actors conversation, our top 25 actors. Schubert, give your list from 25 right. to 15. So yeah, we from, have to let the people know what you didn't, what you had. Yeah, from what we have so far, I got Will Smith, Morgan Freeman, Johnny Depp, Matthew McConaughey, Keanu Reeves, Brad Pitt, uh, Heath, Heath Ledger, Javier Bardem, Mar- Mahershala Ali, Harrison Ford, Clint Eastwood. The thing, oh, yeah. the, the thing of this of this list is Schubert's Brad Pitt position is too low. But I, I, have, I have acknowledged that Brad Pitt should have been today. He should have been today. All right. So for me, 25, I got Robin Williams, Eddie Murphy, Will Smith, all tied at 25. 24, I have Javier Bardem. 23, Mahershala Ali. 22, Matt Damon. 21, Harrison Ford. 20, Gary Oldman slash Philip Seymour Hoffman. 19, Tom Cruise. 18, Jamie Foxx. 17, Clint Eastwood. 16, Lawrence Fishburne. 15, Joaquin Phoenix. And today we're doing 14, 13, 12, and 11. Oof. All right. All right. Start us off, Shuby. 14. Well, 14 is where I have Robin Williams. Oh, okay. Okay, nice. So, so yeah, I mean, I feel like he's one of these dudes that was able to do it all. You know, one thing I think has been really funny this week is release the the NC-17 R-rated Mrs. Doubtfire cut. Yeah, um, so I, I thought that was a, <laughs> a, a Onion story. Like, them making fun of the Snyder cut, and it was like, no, that's real. Uh, but, you know, he, he d- I think, like, if I could say three essential Robin Williams... Uh, you know, Genie's Aladdin shows that he can do the animated. Um, for comedy, pick one. Like, I mean, he's a comedic genius. And three, Bicentennial Man will make you cry. Mm-hmm. Bicentennial Man, phenomenal movie. And, uh, you know, Mrs. Doubtfire was great. And, you know, he's iconic in G- Jumanji. You know, he just does so many things and was very versatile and was able to carry mantles of 
iconic characters, but make them their own way. You know, he was Peter Pan. He was Popeye. You know, mm-hmm. he's Genie and Aladdin. You know, he he he's uh, he's had some really iconic roles that he makes different than everyone else. That's a fact. That is a fact. I think I, I think where you admit Brad Pitt was a little too low, I might have had Robin Williams too low. I'm gonna be honest. I might have had him too low. Yeah, I mean, I think. He, you know, he definitely, I'm glad that you mentioned him at least because, I mean, he's someone that should make this list. Oh, yeah, there was no way I was not mentioning him. Okay, Schubert, so that's your 14. My 14, you put this nugget in my head and it wouldn't, it wouldn't leave, it, it affected me all weekend, this nugget you put in my head of, oh, you don't have Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Gosling on your list? It, affect, it affected me to my core all weekend long. And I said, you know what? I told y'all I wasn't doing any more slashes, but I had to break my own rule. I got another slash at 14. I got Jake Gyllenhaal slash Ryan Gosling at number 14. And I know people might be like, it's too early. It's too early. Wait, look, these two dudes have four movies that I, I, I ask you, can you challenge another great actor's four movies to? I'm talking about the best four movies. So let's talk about my guy, Ryan Gosling. The Nice Guys, uh, the big uh, La La Land, Blade Runner 2049, Drive, Crazy Stupid Love. That's five movies right there. The Notebook, some of the stuff from his earlier time, but I don't, I don't like to talk about his earlier time. I like to talk about- Except for Remember the Titans. Remember the Titans, another one. But I like to talk about Blue Valentine on Drive, Crazy, mm. Stupid, Crazy Stupid Love, The Nice Guys, Only God Forgives, The Big Short, and La La Land, and Blade Runner 2049. You find me five to six movies better than that. And I'm going to tell you another guy who's on that par, my guy Jake Gyllenhaal. Look, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't leave him. When you watch Prisoners and you see Detective Loki, he got to make the fucking loose. Prisoners, Nightcrawler, End of Watch, uh, Nocturnal Animals. Um, I'm, missing, I'm missing one. I'm missing one. Velvet Buzzsaw was pretty damn good. Zodiac, I knew I was missing. I was missing a couple. Zodiac, Brokeback Mountain. Uh, Jarhead. Donnie, da- uh, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. Jarhead. Bubble Boy. I'm sorry. Bubble Boy, yeah. That's a good this point. guy has to I'm make it. about Bubble Boy. And the thing is, both of these guys are versatile. And like we said, Jake Gyllenhaal with Bubble Boy, you see in Darnie Darko, no. those are different roles than End of Watch. That's different roles than Prince. Yeah, don't, don't talk about Prince Persia. And then you look at, but but they do have stinkers. That's why they're this low on the list. And I think when it's all said and done, they can move up. But again, Ryan Gosling, so young. Yeah. the nice guys is a different role than Blade Runner 2049, which is a different role than La La Land, which is a different role than Only God Forgives, which is a different role than Drive and Crazy Stupid Love. Both of let's, these guys are versatile. Let, let's stick with Gosling because he's my 13. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So, cool. you know, I have Gosling at 13. You know, I just feel like for what the reasons that you said, like, you look through his uh, IMDb and it's just like hit, 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 hit. Like, you know, you have, where you, you cannot argue that these movies aren't smashes. And so, like, you know, that's why I have Gosling there. And that's and, why I complain about him so much on this show because I want to see him do more movies like Nice Guys, like Blade Runner, like Drive, like. Oh, well, uh, you know, he's, he's got the Gray Man thing. coming up. Yeah, I'm, I'm hyped for that. I'm, it's so, filming right now. Him versus Christian. Yeah. Is he the villain? I think he's the villain. I think Chris Evans Gentry, is yeah, I think so, yeah. I think he's the villain. Okay. Look at Which Ryan is Gosling, good. I'm, I want to see that. Yeah. I, I want to see him do that. Yeah. You, once, once you told me, when you said last week on last week's episode, you don't have Gosling and, and, and Jake Gyllenhaal, I was like, oh, fuck. I had to put him on the list. 
Pat. Yeah, so Gosling's 13 for me. Who's 13 for you? All right, thir- and I promise you, I, I have zero. My list is done now. I have no more slashes. Those are the only slashes I have. 13 for me is the legend who I thought you had too low or didn't have on your list, Sam Jackson. Okay, yeah, I don't Sam have him Jackson. on my list, but like, yeah, I acknowledge that he probably should have should have made it here because he has he span he spans some generations and not only he shows he have those Tarantino films. He's probably he, my highest character actor because he's a character actor in a sense. He is also a lead in certain things, but he's he's a he's one of the highest character actors in the sense that he does what Will Smith does, but he kind of at his best he does what Gary Oldman does. Like you he, also have no, go, go ahead. ahead. No, I was just saying in terms of blockbusters, he's a Will Smith type where he's been in He's been Nick Fury. He's been Mace Windu. He's been in Kingsman. He's been in the biggest blockbusters of all time. But he can do what Gary Oldman doesn't do Pulp Fiction. But he can do what Gary Oldman doesn't do, do Hateful Eight. He can do the uh, Spike Lee movies. He can do um, Glass with uh, being the guy yeah. in Glass with um, M. Night Shyamalan. Bruce like Willis, he can, yeah. He can do some of these serious, t- serious er type roles than his blockbuster stuff. That's why I think he's a good combination of Will Smith and uh, Gary Oldman. And he can act well, really well. Yeah, what I was going to say, you know, along with that Blackbuster point is that, you know, being Nick Fury does carry some gravity. You know, that's a character that spans multiple movies and, like, you need an iconic presence to carry Nick Fury and make him menacing. And if talk about versatility, he is also one of, one of the biggest animated characters of all time in Frozen. Yeah, that's good point. From the, he's Frozone, like his his blockbuster things. He has Frozone, he has Mace Windu, he has Nick Fury. For anime fans, he's Afro Samurai. He um like there's he's he's Jim Rummy from the Boondocks, one of the biggest like he's in some big time shit. And like it's hard not to put Sam Jackson. He's in he's in the iconic uh commercials for the March Madness. No. He is though, and he's also Shaft. Uh, uh, and yeah. also, if you if you look at the first Shaft movie, very underrated movie where Samuel Jackson leads. The villain is fucking Christian Bale as a racist guy with Jeffrey Wright, Tony Collette. Oh, really? I need Richard to watch that. Rod, like, bro, bro, let me tell you the cast: Samuel Jackson, Vanessa Williams, Jeffrey Wright, Christian Bale, Buster Rhymes, Tony Collette, Richard Roundtree, uh, and I think that's probably like who the directed last that big name? Who directed this? Let's see. Uh, John Singleton. Classic. Mm. So it's a good, it, one of the best movies ever. So shout out to Shaft, like an amazing cast. And that's another legendary Hollywood thing he has. So Sam Jackson had to make my list. He is at 13. All right. 12, uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Nice. Okay. Right. All right. <laughs> so yeah, we were right around where, where this was. You know, we talked about Jake Gyllenhaal already. Uh, Bubble Boy is one I forgot about. And then that shows you know the comedy bag you know he could the range. do a lot of different things he's got a lot of range and he's got a lot more work to do for sure but it's yep. just like one of those things where you look at like the movies that he's been in and you know he was nominated that oscar for brokeback mountain yep so uh um, but yeah for zodiac or prisoners but you know and nightcrawler yeah facts facts oh my gosh that's what facts. i'm saying like nightcrawler is just like that movie that you look you gravitate to when it comes to Jalen Hall. It's just is that, that the one? Is that, so... is that yours? Wait, let's let's do let's do this real quick. What's the movie first? What's the movie you gravitate for Gosling? Like, what's your Drive. Gosling movie? Yeah, it might see. 
mine is mine is definitely drive, but like the nice guys is a close fucking second, man. Oh, for me, it's drive then notebook. Mm, I'm dri- I'm drive nice guys than Blade Runner for Gosling. Yeah. Now for Gyllenhaal, the one for me, I, I get your Nightcrawler. It's it's between Zodiac with Robert Gray Smith and Detective Loki and Prisoners. It like Detective Loki. Yeah, I haven't so seen Prisoners. That's what like oh! I need to watch that movie. Oh, fucking good. Gosh, he's so visceral in that fucking movie. It's it's just the aggression. That's the movie that told me Jake Gyllenhaal should have been Batman. That's the fucking movie. And I was like, Jesus, he's incredible. This, But as Robert Graysmith, we see a meek, mild Jake Gyllenhaal that, inc- that increases to this, like, super compulsive, obsessive guy over this murder. And we see him give up his, basically, his life for this. And it's just like, David Fincher put him through the ringer and he succeeded insanely. So, all right, you yeah. go, uh, you go. Um, and then, and, 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 and notice that I put Gyllenhaal ahead of Gosling. I feel like that, I feel like that's necessary. That's I feel like he is better than Gosling. That's fair. I, I got him. And, and honestly, if I could go back, I would put Pitt at 13, or I put Pitt at 12 and move these guys back. That's well, right. look, you didn't, you didn't show Brad Pitt any love. Don't come jump on my side with Brad Pitt. I told you when you, when you had Brad Pitt at 20 something, I was like, the Brad Pitt disrespect. 20, that's 20. The, the, like, just disrespect. Top 20. So my guy's more than a pretty face. Like, don't do that to BP. But All next right, up we got me, 12. at 12, I have, and I know people will be like, is this where Brad Pitt comes? Nope. And I was going back and forth with it. I, I couldn't put Brad Pitt at 12. He's higher, but not too much higher. I got Jimmy Stewart, another older actor at 12. Okay. Yeah, yeah Jimmy, I don't know anything about that. Jimmy Stewart from It's a Wonderful Life. Uh, Jimmy okay. Stewart from the, the uh, Alfred Hitchcock, great Vertigo. Uh, Jimmy Stewart, when he works with Alfred Hitchcock, it's amazing, amazing, amazing work. Oh, you, you know what? Yeah, Jimmy Stewart. He was uh, he was a schmodown category. Mm. Have a Jimmy Stewart category now. Jimmy Stewart is what you think of when you think of Hollywood star. When you think of like leading actor, um, he's one of those dudes from the from the fifties and seventies like that the 30s 40s 50s and 70s that like really killed it like i said it's a wonderful it's a wonderful life uh you have vertigo you have a uh, rear window you have um the the man who wait, wait 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 the man who shot liberty valance you have um there's another alfred hitchcock movie by jimmy stewart that i really like i think it's called bondage i don't want to say bondage or like something like that but I'm gonna find it, but but I digress. Jimmy Stewart, his roles aren't necessarily super diverse. He plays very similar characters in his, but the acting ability of Jimmy Stewart is what puts him high. And the fact that he was a blueprint for a lot of these guys, he had to make the list for me. All right, uh, we're moving to eleven. Yeah, eleven. All right, eleven for me, Ed Norton. Oh, Ed Norton didn't make my list. I think that was an oversight by me. Yeah, Ed Norton, I felt like he needed to be in this. Three-time Oscar nominee for American History X, Primal Fear, Birdman. Uh, he was also in The Italian Job. He played a Hulk movie that was actually a pr- pretty good movie um, you know, in yeah, the MCU. You could argue he's better than Ruffalo. Yeah, uh, you know, Moonrise Kingdom. Uh, you know, he's, he's been in some really good stuff. The Illusionist. He's, he's a great actor and deserved to make the list. Fight Club, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ed Norton is someone that definitely is always on that list for 
top actors. So, he just, you know, just got in his way a lot, it. man. He let his ego stop him from making a lot of movies. For sure. Like how he wants things perfect. And I think that's yeah. interesting compared to my number 11, because your guy's very temperamental to work with. My number 11 is actually very easy to work with. And this is why Brad Pitt, right outside the top 10, couldn't put him in the top 10, but anything lower than 11, I think is blasphemous, Schubert. Let me tell you why. Because I know this is an actor conversation, but can I just tell you what Brad Pitt has produced? So Brad Pitt has produced Minari. Brad Pitt has produced The King. Brad Pitt has produced uh, If Beale Street Could Talk. Brad Pitt has produced Okja. Brad Pitt has produced Moonlight. Brad Pitt has produced- Jake Gyllenhaal was in Okja, by the way. Uh, he's produced The Big Short, Selma, Fury, uh, 12 Years a Slave, Kick-Ass 2, World War Z, Killing Them Softly, Money I just Ball, don't know what that means, though. Eat, Pray, Love. He's the one that's making this happen. So, look- some of our favorite movies Brad Pitt has produced, but this is this is an actor conversation. So that's just a that's just like some sprinkles on top of this actor. Let's look at what he has done. So Ad Astra, that's a miss, but that was one of his best performances ever. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Cliff Bluth, that's a dub. Then he uh, won. Yeah, he won that Oscar the big, for that. The Big Short, that's a dub. Uh, Twelve Years a Slave, dub. World War Z, dub. Uh, mm. Fucking killing them so Moneyball. Dub. Moneyball. Moneyball. Huge, 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 huge dub. He was Metro Man and Megamon showing range. And, and then we go to one of the best three-run movies. Like, I know I was talking about Jake Gyllenhaal and Ryan Gosling having four, four to five movies that you just can't argue with. In Glorious Bastards, Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Burn After Reading, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward. Burn Robert. After Reading, he's not the main character. But, he's, but he okay, is great. Okay. All right. Cool. Inglorious Bastards, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford. A three-movie run that's hardly touchable. Then you go to his blockbuster shit with Ocean's 13, Babel, Mr. Mrs. Smith, Ocean's 12. And this is one that people don't necessarily like that much, but I think is incredible, incredible Brad Pitt performance. And I will stand by this. Me and Schubert stand by Wild Wild West, but I stand by this movie a little bit more than Wild Wild West. I'm talking about fucking Troy. Yeah, Hector, Hector, come and face me. Kurt's gonna kick my ass for me screaming, but Hector, (laughs) Hector, I'm outside. Love that fucking movie. And then he's the voice of Patch Boomhauer in The King of the Hill. You know that's close to my fucking heart. And then you got Fight Club being John Malkovich, fucking uh, 12 Monkeys, seven, bro. Brad Pitt has been in some of the best movies of all time. And like I said, let's take five. And I'll put up Brad Pitt's five against anybody's five. Seven, Fight Club, Inglorious Bastards, uh, Moneyball, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I'll take, I'll take those five against anybody's five. That's fair. Yeah I, yeah, I mean, I feel like I definitely did mess up. So I, I'm, I own up to that. I feel like he could have been in my, at my 11 too. I, but I do feel like the people I have in this space are the people who need to be there. I'm not mad at that. Like I, I, I feel like Pitt, Norton, Gyllenhaal, and Gosling. Is this are, it? Obviously, I agree with you because, like, I'm, I'm Gosling, Gyllenhaal, Jackson, Jimmy Stewart, and Pitt. And the only reason why, I, you know me, I'm an old movie watcher. That's the only reason why I have yeah, Jimmy Stewart. And I, over, and I overlooked someone like Edward Norton because I was trying to, 
I wasn't trying to avoid all the old age people because I knew you weren't going to have as many of those. And we were both going to show love to young guys, but I had to be the one on this show that showed love to the older generation. Yeah, yeah. So, so All right, repeat your uh, 14 through 11 again. Uh, Robin Williams, Gosling, Gyllenhaal, and Norton. Okay, for me at 14, I go Ryan Gosling slash Jake Gyllenhaal. At 13, I go Samuel Jackson. 12, Jimmy Stewart. 11, the legendary. Brad Pitt. Shoot, we're outside the top 10 now. We're in the top 10. Yep. We got 10. So nine, next week will eight, be 10 seven, through six. six. 10 through six. And then we're finishing five through one. I think people know our five through one. I'm interested to see your 10 through six. I need to go watch more movies of my number 10 before I come talk about them. And that's what that's what I love about this exercise. I've been watching, like, when watching a lot of these movies of these actors. And now, I'm going to be honest, there's one guy that I'm not very well hip on. Only reason why I put him in is because of his legacy. I've only seen one of his movies and i can't say what it is oh, actually, i'll tease it i've only seen all the president's men by this one actor now mm-hmm. it could be two it could be either or which one i'm putting at 10 and there's like there's one uh one name that i know i have not put in there that i'm like uh like maybe i should have put it in there so like there's still a debatable on who i might put in there but it's like i feel like the, the 10 names i wrote down were like I was like, okay, well, th- this is this is my ten, and everything else was like, yeah, figure same. out. Like that's that's why Brad Pitt where it was because it was just like one of those things where I was like, this is the ten. Like everything else above that, is like it'll fall where it lays. Yeah, I got so, my ten as well. So you know, so but I'm hyped. Yeah, and then we get, then we're gonna do honorable mentions. Are we doing that next week or are we doing that on the final week? I feel like we should do that on the final one. Just so All we know, right, yeah, that I got a, I got a lot of honorable hasn't made, mentions. Made it right. Yeah. Cause we got, I got some, some, I got the act. I, I'm gonna just say this: Arnold and Stallone didn't make our list, but we have to have an Arnold and Stallone conversation with honorable mentions, and we have yeah, to have, a, com- we if, have, to have a comedy if... movie guy conversation with our honorable mentions as well. Uh, there's one name that I want to say, but I just don't know if he made your list. Who you gonna say? Say, say, fuck it. Jack Nickel, not Jack Nicholson. What we'll the? Wait and see, baby. <laughs> you gotta wait and see. Yeah. Old Jackie boy. <laughs> So for me, that's someone that I was looking at today and I was like, shit. <laughs> but I mean, like, hey, I could still change that. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But we, def- we definitely, definitely, definitely have to have a Stallone and Arnold conversation. And we definitely have to have like a, a comedy guy. I'm thinking Jim Carrey, Sandler, Farrell type conversation. And there's some other names we can throw in there. But we'll save that for honorable mentions. But dope. I'm loving this actor conversation, man. And that's all we got this week for, for the people. For the people, for the people, is the top ten going to be more controversial than the um, than the other parts of the list? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, I think it's pretty self-explanatory. I think, I think like, but I, but I know 10, from what we talked about from someone in your top ten, I know he's not in mine. I don't know if he's gonna stay. Oh, okay, got you. Um, but like, I feel like, I, I would guess. Seven of our ten are the same. Ooh. <laughs> well, I well, you should know you don't have one. You should know there's one of mine that you don't have based upon my love yeah. of foreign films. You should know that. So that's one. And I do see, I, I'm gonna ask you after this how you feel about this actor. Cause I don't know, man. I don't know if he made your list. And then I have I've I have three old people, three oldish people. And then I think, yeah, you're right. We have seven of the t- yeah, seven of the ten is on our list. Okay. Yeah, you're right. I would say I would say hundred percent five of the ten are the same. No, I'm willing to say seven. I'm I'm willing to yeah, say Yeah, I'm, I'm willing to say seven. 
because there's a name that I didn't hear you name yet that we talked about when we first started the show and you were like, damn, did I forget about him? And I was like, nah, bro, don't even do that. Don't even do that. So I, I know you've added him <laughs> to the list proper. So yeah, I'm willing to say uh, I hope so. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe, but that's all we got this week, Shuby, my man. All right. Uh, well, again, let's remind people that this Friday on Twitch, you can uh, you can catch a big pitch it match between Porn Stash Ian. Is that and, the name uh, we're going with? Are we going with no. Porn? Are we going with no, Porn Stash Ian or Ian the Bandit? We got the fans are going to decide. With the fans are name, decide. names are names are decided and and found out after the match. Like you mm-hmm. know, we got to see like how he performs. You know. <laughs> You know, it, all, all I gotta say is first round, first round question could have been more harsh, but you know, yeah, we, he's our boy. Look, look so no, you can't, we get, say, you can't say that. Well, I'm he's on the he's on he's part of the podcast, so like I'm saying, like you know, I, you know, obviously I'm not gonna give him an anime question because dude didn't watch. Yeah, anime. no, no, we were we were very nice to Ian with our round one question. We were very nice, and and that's not to say we weren't nice to Pete. Pete, they they're they're more anime questions in the in the thing so pete has a very good chance to do it but you know i'm excited friday march 26 me and schubert on the hosting duty we need all of y'all in there because y'all are the tiebreaker vote the chat is and that as we saw in the first two matches that is monumental counts like that can determine some shit so y'all better be in there friday 8 30 p.m central time 9 30 eastern 6 30 pacific is going down one day away and if you're listening to this on thursday make sure you go check out ian's pre-fight interview where we talk about is he going with the ian the porn star holly is he going with ian the porn stash holly or is he going with ian the bandit holly and you see he was saying i i, I asked him leading questions you see that tweet he tweeted at me <laughs> ian what's wrong come on bro you know <laughs> you know we're, we're, we want to see you succeed but are you a villain are you a hero the people need to know i'm sorry that pete just comes off as a hero there's no way pete was going to be a villain you kind of got some villain tendencies ian i'm just being honest <laughs> hey you know being a villain is not a bad thing you know it, it did submit wonders it did it did it did submit wonders it did astic wonders mm. <laughs> he, he was doing well man Hastic, <laughs> when we do the awards Hastic is gonna have like if he doesn't if he does not redeem himself he's gonna have the biggest like the biggest flop of the season <laughs> still a young season but he's definitely Still young season. Can- yeah. He's definitely so, a leading candidate for biggest flop. So as you mentioned earlier on, you're gonna you are putting up the old match. So make sure you check that out as well. Yep. Pastic, Pastic, and Dan. Dan exclaims. Ex- yeah. Dan exclaims. Bro, see Dan will get on. See Dan will get on your ass for forgetting his name. Like Dan didn't win that. Like Dan didn't do his thing. Like he like, came back. He came like, back and won that thing, man. Like, like, Dan it was ball. That's what I'm saying. Like you're talking about. Hastic might have the biggest flop. Like you know, Dan might have the biggest, biggest comeback. comeback. Yeah, like, right now for I mean, sure, for sure. And all of them keep messaging me like, "When do we get to play you?" I'm like, "Y'all gotta, y'all gotta win some more matches, partner." I'm the champ. The, the for champ, sure. champ champ i'm just sitting so, here digging it and then you know the other match of that is schmidt and jake which is yeah. you know more was our headliner so this week it's only one only one but we, but we are bouncing back right yeah. back on april 10th so that is like a week separation yeah so make sure you, you check it out on friday um, but yeah, that's uh, that's everything we got today. Um, already have news stories for next week, so be prepared. Yeah, next week we'll is be- going down. 
Falcon Winter Soldier, Invincible Review. Are we gonna watch um are we gonna watch that Owen Wilson movie? Because I might. Like you don't have to. We got it, we got enough to do. But yeah, I mean, uh, we'll see how it goes because I also kind of want to watch that Joel McHale movie that came out, The Happily. And, and Minari's out too. And Minari's out, and so yeah. we got a lot of content for a couple. There's, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff. I'm trying to get more into watching movies. Um, you know, now that Bachelor's done, I have a two hour time slot, so I've agreed to my girlfriend that I'm movie Mondays. Y'all gotta watch some so. movies, man. Y'all gotta put Minari. Like when you watch Minari or Nomadland, let me know because we gotta get that done. Because freaking, uh, I've seen 20 minutes of Nomadland. I can review it right now. <laughs> I understand what that movie's about. Because Godzilla King Kong is getting reviewed on the 31st, so that's ha- like that. Yeah, that's happening. Which that's- is, yeah, so two weeks from now. Oh shit! That's oh, we're gonna have to talk about that because that drops on. We're gonna have to talk. It about drops that. on the day that we we record, so I don't know. I'm I, we we'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll figure something out. But yeah, man, y'all make sure y'all subscribe to the YouTube. Follow Bros Who Think at Bros Who Think. A lot of content out. Run it back. Finally dropped the Black Klansman review. Really good. The poll, the new poll will be out tomorrow. So y'all make sure y'all go vote on that. We're doing a comedy. So uh, it's going to be like between dodgeball, between trading places. And, trading places on there. Yeah, I put, I put trading places on there. Because we had, because Ian wanted an Eddie movie. And I didn't want to do uh, Coming to America because I felt like that was too on the nose. So I was like, yeah. fuck it, let's do trading places. And then we have to put a Will Ferrell movie in there. I'm not sure which one it is yet. And then there's another. Because, yeah, it's, it's, it, you know, we could do Telling Nights in honor of uh, his, um, the guy who played one of his sons actually died the other day. Oh, in, I forgot in a, You're just a Talladega night stand, though. Me well, I am, yeah. But, but that really did happen. Like, it happened yesterday. Oh, okay, real. In, 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 my, in my hometown here. So, yeah, he was, a, he was an Alabama guy, so... We'll figure something out, but that poll will be out. Y'all make sure y'all check all that and join the Discord. Link in the description. That's all I got this week, Shooty. All right. Uh, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ashuber 14 uh, Again, make sure you you tune in on Friday to on on Twitch. Um, you know, uh, eight thirty Central, nine thirty Eastern, six thirty Pacific. And um, yeah, uh, make sure you check out some of the stuff we've been talking about. Invincible is going to be really great this weekend. So make sure you, you get into that. If you haven't seen the Snyder Cut, space watch. out if you need to, but watch, watch. it. It's, it's definitely worth out. it. Go straight. Not, not, a spa- not space out. I mean, like, you know, if you need to watch it by part, watch it by No, part. watch it's, it straight through. The four hour <laughs> sit, the four hour ride is incredible. I did it twice. 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 I can't believe that. <laughs> it took me forever to do once um, but yeah uh, and Falcon and Winter Soldier will continue our talk with that so everyone out there have a great week and as always keep binging keep binging